Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Oh, yes. Yes, indeed, Barrett Brooks. We are live on a Wednesday morning here on the Jacob Media YouTube channel. Barry Mays with Barrett Brooks and uh, Aton Shander's a healthy scratch today. He was a late <laughs> scratch. I sort of feel like, you know, the, the, the Flyers games, you know, where you get all of a sudden about an hour before game time, all of a sudden the coach puts out this healthy scratch list and all of a sudden some guy's sitting up in the press box and he's not down on the in the room on the bench on the ice. That's sort of what we have here today. So we will muddle through these next two hours, talk Eagles, talk some Ben Simmons. Uh, we got Kevin Kincaid coming up and at 1130 and Devin Caney at 1230. And if you're not familiar with Devin Caney yet, uh, shame on you. She's because the real deal. She's the real deal. And she's part of the uh, Jacob Media uh, postgame show that you can see on 6abc.com and right here on the Jacob Media YouTube channel. So we're going to talk with her at 1230. I heard a, a pretty interesting take and comparison that she has for the head football coach of your Philadelphia Eagles that we will get to with her at 1230. And Kincaid has texted me saying that he wants to uh, be given the floor, Barrett, for at least a couple of minutes to uh, explain. Let me get this right here. I don't want to I don't want to misquote him. Yeah, you know, he'll uh, have a problem with that if you do. Well, yes. He says one request. I said, shoot. He goes, I need to explain what an RPO is. So right. I said, sure. So he, he wants to get into that. Plus, I saw on Crossing Broad uh, today the Mount Rushmore Wednesday. Today's Mount Rushmore on Crossing Broad is dumbass Derek Barnett penalties. <laughs> So we're going to narrow it down to the four dumbest ass penalties for one dumbass Derek Barnett. How about that? <laughs> that's pretty. That's pretty creative, man. Yeah, it, it is. I can't wait it's, to go through it. <laughs> this is literally something that you know it is. It, I, I and I understand being aggressive. I, I know guys that are very aggressive. I know right. guys want to finish plays, but then when you're coming, it becomes a detriment to the team. You know, it, it's tough, man. I, I, I just take my baritone. 
and right. it's over it's over you know penalties and you know how they're getting killed with penalties you know and they're leading the team in penalties they're leading the um, NFL yes what I'm saying leading yeah. the NFL and they got you know 35 penalties that have been accepted over the last mm-hmm. three weeks 13 that were accepted in on Monday night atrocious but you know they really need as a as a you know not as a team necessarily and this is what I was explaining it it's not really a team thing but it's 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 in the in your room itself like mm-hmm. when you when you have a pass interference, they should have a pot that you know if you have a pass interference, like five hundred bucks. Right. Um, you put it in the off, pot. Yep. Right. The offensive line, we are you know our pre snap penalty. So if you jumped outside, that was a hundred bucks. If you got cold and call, that was five hundred bucks. Mm-hmm. If you got a um, if you got a stupid penalty like a you know a, um unnecessary roughness penalty or something like that, that's that's a thousand bucks. Thousand. Yes, a thousand bucks. Okay. So you know once you start you know taking money from these players, then they start thinking about what they're doing. You know, right. it makes you think like, all right, well, you know, just like they had fines, they implemented for weight. If you were overweight, it was a thousand bucks a pound. If you were underweight, it was a thousand bucks a pound. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, that where does the money go then, Barrett? Like you're saying, okay, we get a thousand dollars from Derek Barnett this week because he had a stupid penalty, a personal foul, but where does the money go? And we, it really depends at the end of the season. Sometimes we would have to put in a pot and we have a party for the offensive line. Or we could send it to a, a charity. You know, it really just right. depended on, you know, who, um, you know, what the, the group as a whole would send it I'm, to. I'm glad you brought that up to have a party because some guys might just want to have a party. So we commit a penalty and I'll throw in a thousand bucks. Well, I want to have a big shindig at the end of the year. There we go. <laughs> See, I, th- I think it should have to be given to a charity. Yeah, yeah, well, then nobody you know, should benefit with a party drinking Cristal <laughs> after the season uh, because you, you committed a couple of bonehead penalties that helped cost you games, right? I mean, it's, it's literally something you got to worry about, man. You know, <laughs> it, it's killing them, man. It's basic fundamental football, you know. It's bringing your feet, you know, your, your, your feet so you don't hold, uh, making sure you're blocking the right protection, um, you know, doing the right things, man. There's, there's something to doing the right things, you know, and, and I don't think they're – they're paying much attention to that mm-hmm. you know, at all, you know, and, and, and it should be a fine, you know, it should be like a $10,000 fine to ever have a game in which you only call three run plays. That should be a $10,000. Yeah. Right. The, right. The coaching staff should have to pay the $10,000 <laughs> fine, right. To uh, exactly. the Eagles uh, charity. What, don't they have that autism charity? Eagles autism. Yes. yes. These Eagles autism foundation or whatever it's called should, should get 10 grand uh, today from Nick Sirianni. Exactly. Absolutely. Yes. You know, so, I mean, that should be a ten thousand dollar fine. because you you can't you, your your team can't win with those type of um, work calls. You can't no. win with that. No. You know, how do you expect you to get in a rhythm with anything? One of your best athletes, one of your most explosive players, was only used twice in the run game. Hmm. That's a travesty. That should be against the law, yeah. man. So man. you know you're not making your team better when you're not doing when you're not using them. Yeah, I mean, I saw some people uh, tweeting about, you know, Miles Sanders. If he played for any other team, you know, he'd be the talk. He'd be one of the top three running backs in the league, you know, because he'd actually be utilized. Now, I don't know about I don't know about top three, but he'd definitely be uh, he'd definitely be one of the the running backs that you'd see featured all the time on, you know, on ESPN, NFL Network and all this stuff as one of the, you know, the better backs in the league. He's just underutilized. That's, oh, that's totally the case. Yeah, I was looking at you know, you know, I was all Google and Gaga over that that um that Bucks and Rams game. Yes, and I watched how the Rams use Sony Michelle. He's more explosive than Sony Michelle, and we yeah. don't use him. 
Right. And, and Sonny Michelle's been with the Rams for two weeks and they're, right. you know, they're already putting him into the game plan against the defending Super Bowl champions, by the way. Right. And, and, and if you're thinking about, you know, if McVay was thinking about ways to keep up with Tom Brady, you know, to, to go back to Sirianni's viewpoint, right, of the right, Dallas right, Cowboys, right. you know, he didn't abandon the run. No, and, and that's my point with them. That's why you know the Rams early on here are, are obviously to me the best team right now through three weeks. We'll see how this goes. I've but, been screaming the past two weeks, right? Yeah, absolutely. Because their defense, they got the, you. You've been highlighting this. You love Ramsey, and who doesn't love Aaron Donald? They're the two best defensive players, arguably in the league. Uh, they've got them. Uh, they've got weapons on offense. They've got a quarterback who's motivated and has a hell of an arm, and they got a, a creative play calling coach. And they utilize the run game. They don't abandon it. Well, the successful teams right now run the ball. Mm-hmm. You look at the Bucks. The reason why they won that Super Bowl is they started running the rock with Fournette. Fournette, Fournette yeah. became a real weapon for them. Right. And it's hard to stop a team. That's the most demoralizing thing you can do to a team is run the ball on them and they can do nothing about it. It's emasculating. Oh, it is. It really I've is. Teams roll over on their side because they could not stop Jerome Bettis. Right. They could not stop Willie Parker. Yeah. I mean, it's just one of those things that, you know, it's just you're hitting them in the face. You're hitting them in the mouth and no nothing they could do. Because Look at this Eagles defense. They couldn't get our box to save their life. I can go schematically what was going on with this team, why they weren't able to do that. And it's basic, basic simple um, fundamentals that they're not doing. Fundamental football. When you see, when you, as a linebacker, and I never play line, but I know what they do. If they see a double team, you're supposed mm-hmm. to run and smash shoot the, the gap. Team. Shoot yeah, the gap, because right? Because now you have somebody that's out of their gap, and you shoot the gap. That way you're going to get him on. You have your cap, and now the def- uh, lineman has his gap. Yeah. Now it's nowhere for them to go. But when you sit back, you sit and you wait on the They block, hesitated. There was a lot of hesitation amongst that, that unit. Yeah. Because it caused different levels in the offensive line, different levels on the line of scrimmage. Now those holes become, with those different levels, now if them running backs can squeak through them, man. Mm-hmm. It's basic fundamental football that's not being done. It needs to be coached. Yeah, and and I see on the stream, no name, welcome to the show. Uh, that's a new streamer. He says, uh, uh, because the defensive ends aren't a threat, so you can double the defensive tackles. Now, talk about the defensive ends. I mean, obviously they were down Brandon Graham, but – it is a unit that, you know, I expected a little bit more. I know Sweat made a couple of plays on, on Monday night, you know, after his newly minted contract, but they need more out of him. They got nothing out of Kerrigan, okay? No. They haven't gotten anything out of Kerrigan in three games, so I don't, I don't know how much. 43% of the snaps. Right. I had no idea. I didn't even know he was on the field. Right. I swear right. to God to you. I swear. Bro, yesterday, I mean, uh, on, on Monday night, I looked and I saw 90. I'm like, and it, it, it totally you I like, totally who, lost. Who is, who is yeah. that guy? Right. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I need yeah. more out of him. Right. And little thing like that's why Brandon Graham was 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 such a force. Because mm-hmm. in the run game, he was backside. He run down. Now he may be boot on a beat on a boot protection where the you know quarterback you know face one way and then boots off the, the the backside. He would get beat a couple times with that, but he kept consistent pressure on that run game from running things down from the back. And then on if they ran towards him, he would set the edge by getting up the field, maybe three yards in the backfield with that tackle by pressing the pocket, and he would be able to bounce that running back. If the running back tried to bounce the outside, he would have to bounce out a little more because of him, and that gave time for the rest of the defenders to come help him out on the play. Or he made him cut back because right. he set the edge on him. Those are things that, you know, 
you don't really say, all right, Brandon Graham is it. Those are the little things people don't see and don't acknowledge, but those are the little things that make that defense work. All right, I'm looking here on, on Crossing Broad. The first one of the dumbass penalties for Derek Barnett on the Mount Rushmore was two years ago at Lambeau Field. This was the game that yes, they won. I remember that. That's they won. Number one. They won because they ran the football, and that was the game, I believe, afterwards. Doug Peterson was questioned in his Tuesday meeting with the owner. Why did you run the ball so much? And it right. was like, are you are you freaking kidding me? That's why we won, you nitwit. <laughs> exactly. uh, but Derek Barnett got flagged for an unnecessary roughness to Jamal Williams, the running back. Do you remember this? He got yes. carted off the field on a stretcher after this one. Exactly. Lit him up, bro. Yeah, I do and it remember. Was so that. late. Lit him up, though, but he was so late, man. Yeah. And oh, then uh, one, another dumb one is, um, what, what game was that? Um, well, I did one against the Niners. No, it wasn't the Niners. Uh, this is From last this year. season. Yeah, I'm talking about oh, last year. Last year. Last year. Um, oh. Was it a roughing the passer? No, this is wild card playoffs against the Seahawks. That's um, right. And hitting a guy not even remotely close to the play was a, from the that Jets. That was this year. Game. That was the Jets. No, the it was a Jets game. I'm trying to figure out what year this was. Oh, 2019 against the Jets are the four that made the list. Well, he did. He hit one. He hit, he hit a player this year that wasn't even close to the play. He was standing there. It was on the on the sideline, out of bounds. And hit. yeah, that's the Niners. Yeah, come on. Late in the fourth quarter, the 49ers fumble the ball out of bounds, but Derek Barnett hits hasty late, giving San Francisco a first down. The Niners would end up kicking a field goal. Well, it yeah. was like a third. It was like a third and fifteen. It was going to be a third and fifteen, right, on the play, right. If Automatic first down. Come yep. On, man. Yeah. Come now on. I see on the screen here. Now I want to get. I got to get your take on this. This has to be a troll job. Larry Hawk says Kellen Moore should be our coach. No. 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 <laughs> We don't need him. We don't need him. No, no. He's young. that must he's, be. He's a, young. He's yeah. young and up and coming. You know, right? And right. They interviewed him, and he, that's why he probably coached the way he coached the, this last game. Wanted to make sure they stuck the needle in. Oh, they and, did interview him. The, I don't even remember that. They the same. I think it was the same time. Um, they interviewed Sirianni. I think it was the same day they interviewed. Oh Sirianni. wow. Yeah, he was kind of pissed off about that because they chose him over Sirianni. I mean, chose Sirianni over him. Man, I wasn't even I was I don't even remember him being a, a serious candidate, but I'll yep. take your word for it. Yep. Yep. Yeah. All he, right. He now took, he took it personally, you know, when he did it. All right. I see our, our buddy Baldy is annoyed with the Eagles head coach for not running the ball, too. Oh, no question. What did he say? What did <laughs> he say? The quote is you have to run the ball. <sighs> <sighs> tell you how. Huh? You have to run. The ball. I mean, what, I mean, what, do you, what do you expect? I mean, how, how do you expect to run anything this time? You, you got to run the ball. You got to. Uh, but the, the offensive line now is, you know, what what are your fears going forward? Uh, maybe not so much this week because, you know, Kansas City's defense is, is nothing, you know, to write home about. We know that it's their offense that makes that team go. But going forward, you know, this is this is not looking good. How long till Milata can come back at least? And then they could maybe move Dillard. Could Dillard play guard? No. He can't. No. He's so limited. He's one side tackle, and that's it. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's too physical in the inside. See, the major difference between tackle and guard 
is everything happens faster. Everything is bouncing. You know, you have to be quicker as far as, you know, how you react to things. He's more so a guy. He likes to be out there on an island, you know, block. Because, I mean, to be honest, he had a pretty good game. Mm. You know, he didn't hurt him at all, you know, as far as, you know, him making stupid mistakes. He blocked pretty well in this game. Mm-hmm. It, but at guard, everything is like in a phone booth. You have to be explosive. You have to be right there ready to fight right then and there. You have no time to wait. And right. that's exactly why, you know, Herbert got messed up and he had that uh that holding call because he waited on a block. You cannot wait on a block. You mm. have to go get a block. You have to initiate contact. You have to initiate what you're doing in there, which is different from being out there at tackle. You tend to be able to go out there and you, you can press the pocket more when you're out there, you know, as, as opposed to being at the guard. It's, it's, it's faster to the quarterback, you know what I'm saying? It's the closest way to the quarterback. So you have to make sure you do things a lot faster, a lot more explosive, man, mm. a lot more explosive. So I don't think he could, he could he could live in that area. I still can't I still can't get over this mentality. Here's this this coach who, you know, wears all these t-shirts and he's got this dog mentality thing, right? Right, right. And yet at the end of the game or after the game he admits to the media that basically, you know, the game dictated to him. Like he didn't he didn't dictate to the game, like in his game plan. You know, he's sort of, he's sort of a reactionary guy. Uh, you at least can't do that, man. This far, rather than yeah. a guy comes in, set, hey, this is what we're going to do. Okay. This is how we're going to attack this team. Let's go. It's sort of like, well, I got to keep up with them. And then the game got away from me and the game dictated the rest of my play calls. Yes. I don't like that. You shouldn't like that. He shouldn't like that either. Right. Because now you're, you're just like you said, you're being reactionary. Mm-hmm. You have to go, you have to be the, 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 the hammer. You cannot be the nail. You have to be the hammer. You know, they should be trying to react to what we're doing. You know mm. what I mean? Everybody in America knew when I played, even when I played for the Eagles and when I played for the um, Steelers, that we were going to run the rock. Right. Yeah, Ricky Waters was our best player, him and Charlie Garner. And with the Steelers, I had Jerome Bettis and, and, and Willie Parker. We knew we were going to run the rock because it was three yards in a cloud of dust. We weren't trying to make it a secret. Everybody knew we were going to run the rock. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it. It, it dictated to them what 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 our offense was going to do. We we knew we were going to run it. You had to stop us. Right. You got to have that mentality. I can't be a guy that's going to be waiting for you to do. If we're we're not playing chess, we're playing a physical gladiator sport. Mm-hmm. I could see if it's chess. You know, you got three moves to this. Now, uh, uh-uh. uh, let's go out there and dictate tempo. Let's go out there and hit somebody in the mouth. Yeah. Well, Dallas out physical from right from the jump. Uh, from they, the you jump. know, from the jump. Diggs came in with a mindset. Diggs came in with a mindset. Jalen Smith came in with a mindset that -hmm. they were going to initiate everything. They were going to make sure that you had nothing that, 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 you know, would, would work. And that's exactly the way they played. Oh, I know what you're going to do. You're going to try to run this slant. Well, let me jump this route. I'm going to push you to the outside. You can't do anything. I saw a couple of times where he missed Smith on a jam, but it took him out the route. So it worked out perfectly. He wasn't able to get into the route fast enough, and they weren't able to get the ball out because he dictated tempo. He wanted to jump Smith, and that's what he did. Wow. Now, you know, obviously, you know, Sam Malu uh, is out for the rest of the year, but it's it's looking like they were saying a few broken bones in his foot, and then I saw something that indicated it was a List Frank injury. Probably the same thing. 
You think? Yeah. yeah. Suffered a yeah. list Frank's injury. So that's a sprain though, right? Does that indicate broken bones? I thought that well, was kind of a ligament. On the bottom of your foot. On the bottom of your foot, if you break that bone. Oh, yeah? It takes a long time for that bone to heal because it doesn't get a lot of blood. Blood flow. Yeah, and they have right. To, they have to force the blood flow in there somehow. Wow. Some way, you know what I'm saying? So that's why it's such a, um, you know, a devastating injury because it's hard for that, that area to heal because it doesn't get a lot of blood flow. Huh. So... Wow. Um, with 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 Jordan Malala's injury, uh, MCL. Yeah, MCLs they hurt, but you can play through them. You know, as long as you have some stability in it. Does he, he wear a brace? Back. Does it? If he doesn't, he probably will now, right? He uh, will wear a brace. Will those now. braces? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he will now. You know, I mean, you look at JP. JP went to wearing braces. Mm -hmm. You know, so it is it's. it's, it's it's something you can play through, but you have to get through and get it strong again, and that's what's stopping them. You know, it took me. I had I had one of my um. A MCL, my senior year, and I missed three games because of this injury. But after that that third game, I was able to come back and play at a high level again. So I hope it's not three games. I hope yeah. he can come back in the next two games. But uh, you know, it, it, he can get through. He can fight through it once he can get you know the strength back in it. You know, it's not necessarily a pain issue. It's more of a more of a getting you know it's strong again that can right. hold his body weight up. Well, I mean, three games where they got KC at Carolina and Tampa Bay. I mean, mm. you know, you start looking at these next four games, really. You got right now, as they stand, two undefeated teams on the schedule Carolina and the Raiders. They probably they might not be undefeated by the time they play them, but KC at Carolina, Tampa Bay at Vegas. Well, we, they they're starting to make a couple roster moves, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. They they understand what's going on right now. So I mean, I, I you know I knew it was going to be a problem once they didn't activate Jordan Howard mm -hmm. that we weren't running the ball because that was a serious issue. We didn't have that big guy to um to 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 dictate what we wanted to do, right? And and we didn't do it. So that's why we we're, we're we're at a point where we're not going to be know, a um we're not going to be a running the ball type of team. They they got a lot of smallish players. Yes, you know I mean I mean I like Gainwell, but he's he's smallish. You know yeah. I like Devonte Smith. He's smallish. Rager is you know small. You know they they like this small speed. You know I'd like to see them sort of augment that roster with a a big guy or two. You know what well, I mean? Well, they say big people you know beat up little people. You right? Know what I'm saying? Isn't that the way football works? <laughs> that's what I heard. You know that's what I saw. And you know I understand you want speed. You know, but mm -hmm. You know, just like at the linebacker position, you know, Alex Singleton, you know, Eric Wilson are all small speed guys. Right. And when you're small and you're a speed guy, you got to evade from blocks. That means you might have to run around a block to get to a play. Mm -hmm. Well, our guys are reacting that fast, so they're not getting to the play. So that's why they starting to put in guys that are, you know, a little more um, run orientated as far as stopping the run. You know, you yeah. can, you're going to see some guys that, you know, you wouldn't necessarily see line up. Um, in, in game type situation, that's why you see, you know, guys like um, uh, TJ Edwards, mm -hmm. he's gonna start playing a lot more, even though he lacks some speed, he's gonna be there at the point of attack, he's gonna go downhill, he's gonna hit somebody in the mouth, you know, he's not gonna run, he's not gonna be one of those run around guys that we do, and that's exactly what he's been doing. You're gonna right. see Sean Bradley starting to play a little more, but he's gonna try to run through you, you know. I'm so disappointed. And Eric Wilson, you know, I mean, he had me so geeked up and hyped Coming up. Coming over from Minnesota, you like yeah, you like that move, yeah. I, I liked it, and I, you know, and then I heard what he was saying in the in the uh, in the preseason, 
He's like, he went to being a vegetarian, you know, mm. get his body right. And, you know, he's going out there <laughs> and going, you know, some type of martial art, ninjutsu or whatever it is, yeah. you know, trying to be flexible, all this stuff. You know, he's doing all this stuff. Well, <laughs> hey, I'm going to tell him now, go get you a damn hamburger, a steak right. or whatever. Right. I want you to go out there and forget martial arts. I want you to go out there and chop some logs right. with, with an axe. I want you to go out there and be that physical type of stuff so you can have a physical type of mind mentality. I think the Zen is not working for him right now. Mm, he's, yeah. he's he's under he's underwhelming with this Zen that he's got going on right now, man. So well, I, I I'm going to inform you. Speaking of um, of weight, that I'm down below 194 for the first time in 10 years today. Congrats, bro! What are you doing? And man? I'm not even trying to lose weight. Wow! I don't I don't eat no tofu. I'm no vegetarian. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, you know, I'm, you know I'm, I'm trying to do the same thing man but yeah. I, i'm trying to lose weight yeah oh you I'm are like, yeah, i'm yeah. down 10 in the past month man so well, that's good 10. all right i gotta get your take on this Sixers stuff because we got kevin kincaid coming up at 11 30 and we'll talk ben simmons and eagles uh and maybe we'll even mix in a little bit about the baseball team who may have gotten themselves all but eliminated last night <laughs> losing a close one to the atlanta braves all right they, they had media day with the Sixers, Barrett. Yep. And, of course, everybody for the team was asked about Ben Simmons. Okay, that's the one thing with this. You know, that's why, you know, people say, oh, how is this kind of stuff a distraction? It is because that's all the players, you know, get asked about is the guy who's holding out yep. or the guy who has an issue with another member of the team or the coach or the front office or whatever. So they asked Tobias Harris about Ben Simmons, and um, he says this team is kind of in a weird spot I think that point guard position is one of the most important positions in the NBA. And so him not being here, it's disappointing. But I said to guys on the team, to all of us, he's still a part of our team. Ben's still a part of our team. He's got 15 guys in that locker room, probably seven or eight of them that played with him last year. That's still his brother. He's still our brother as well. What do you think about that? He's doing the right things. He's he's being the he's being the uh the the, the spokesperson, you know, just in case he does come back. Mm -hmm. You know, his feelings aren't hurt. Because I mean that that and that that's really what's what's going on with, with Ben. His feelings are hurt, man. Yeah. His feelings are that's the only reason you why you can't have any feelings. Okay. No, I got into sports radio. Weak, you can't man. have feelings. That's weak, All man. Right? That's weak. I mean, I, yeah. I, I just I can't respect that, man, because he's just being weak, man. because Oh, you just go get up and, and, and take your ball and go play someone. You can't do that, man. Right. You're leaving, like you said, you're leaving 14 other brothers behind. With the, you know, and, and then mm -hmm. you're not talking to him either. I'm like, man, yeah, forget him. Well, that's you know the thing. Saying? It's almost like Ben Simmons has turned on the teammates. It's yes. not it's no longer just about him in the front office or his feelings hurt because Daryl Morey tried to trade for James Harden, you know, a couple of months ago. It's like almost like now that he's he's not being He's being the ass yes. teammate. You know what I mean? Yes, that's yeah. exactly what he is. That's exactly what he is. But I, for one, am, am looking forward to seeing more of Tyrese Maxey, and I th I know the fan base echoes that. Word is. Everybody Word loves is, him. He's balling, too. Word yeah? is, he's balling. Yeah, word is, yeah. he's ready to rock. Oh, man. All right, now we got uh, – we got. I check out the stream here. We got a, a lurker on here named – is it Lego Park? This yep. is a new streamer. After Kansas City beat y'all, y'all be one and three with a bunch of laughing, <laughs> crying emojis. He's he's he liked that that post so much he did it twice. Right, like, right, right. Like yeah, we know when Who we lose you? to Kansas City, they'll right. be one and three. I right, get it. Right, right. 
We can count, I, okay? I we get can it. Count. We won't be one and two. We'll be one and three. Right. Now, okay. Thank but you. Hey, and I, and I expect know. them to lose to Kansas City. Okay. Yeah, but, but little do you know, little do you know, you better not come in talking that stuff mm-hmm. in our stadium, though, regardless, win, lose, or draw. Right. That's a, that's got to be a Cowboy fan. <laughs> right. Lego Park. <laughs> do you think so? I think, I think so. He is, man. I think he is. Man. Yeah. I think he is. You know, and the Cowboys now are expected to win the division, I think. You know, it's, it's, I, I kind of put them, I had them number one anyway. Before the season, they have the talent, but hey, they'll find some way to screw it up because that's what they do. They'll well, in the playoffs, yeah, yeah, yeah they'll exactly. They'll be sitting right next to us. You think so? You after they're, are they <laughs> after one we, and done in the playoffs? Yeah, one and done. They'll be sitting right next to us. They'll get you that Monday night uh, wild card game because they're the Dallas Cowboys. I want to put them on Monday night, that newly minted Monday night playoff game. Exactly. And then they'll be uh, making a tea time by Tuesday afternoon. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> Yeah, they'll be all gassed up and ready to leave Dallas again to their prospective cities. All right, it's going to be over. Awesome. All right, yeah, YouTube channel, bang that like like button, and uh, we're going to take a short time out. And when we come back, we should be joined by Crossing Broad's own Kevin Kincaid, who's going to explain to everyone what the hell an RPO actually is. Back after this. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the memories. Go to get your spin on. Go to get your spa on. Go for the bubbles in your bathtub. And in your drink. Go for the steaks. And the steak. Go for him. Go for her. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. Ah, the savoring taste of a good bag of beef jerky is so enjoyable at any time of the day, as long as you can find it. Here's what we suggest. Pure Bull Beef Jerky is our answer, and soon it will be yours. Locally produced in the Philadelphia region, this high-quality, healthy protein snack is easy to secure. Go to Steersnacks.com, and you'll see hot garlic, tropical heat, Pure Bull Dry Rub, and our favorite, Huck and Fod. What's that? Huck and Fod. Go now to Steersnacks.com. As a hardworking American, you've never experienced how tough life can be until now. A catastrophic injury while working on the job. A personal injury from someone else's negligence. Turned away by other law firms in the region who didn't bother to learn your story. It's time to meet the Fritz and Beyond Cooley Law Firm and managing partner Brian Fritz. Badly injured? Call the Fritz and Beyond Cooley Law Firm. Find out why they say, we got this. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Welcome back 
Jacob Media YouTube channel here on a Wednesday. Barrett Brooks and Harry Mays. And uh, 11.30, second half hour of the show. We're going to start it off with uh, one of our top five guests, according to our stream. Uh, they like to rank the guests. He was and, a little pissed off because of that. Remember that? Well, he was in the top 10, but I think he's moved up into the top five. And he's always in my top three. Okay. I mean, this is a go-to guy. He's a content machine. And he is the editor-in-chief of one of the best websites uh, for Philadelphia sports you'll ever get, which is CrossingBroad.com. Kevin Kincaid joins us. Are you wearing a soccer shirt? No, no, I'm, I'm representing my guys. Oh, West Virginia. Okay, yeah. yeah hey, I've, man, I thought they, I thought they hung yeah. tough with Oklahoma this week. Amazing collapse uh, against yeah. Oklahoma. You know, we were driving down for the game-winning field goal. Then our uh, center uh, committed a snap infraction, hmm. and then on the very next play, he snapped the ball early. So we took a 21-yard loss, uh, punted it back to Oklahoma, and they came down for the game-winning score. So. Uh, but I'm not surprised. And when you don't have expectations, Harry, you can't be disappointed. So. <laughs> you know, I, I, I did the um, I did the Long Island at West Virginia game. Uh, oh, you know, a couple ago, weeks man. ago, yeah. yeah. So I was down there, bro. That that place there. Whew, I'm surprised you guys can live out there, man. You know, it's, yeah. it's woods and all that stuff. But what, what you got going on there? What you guys do for fun? Burn couches. Yeah, not a whole, not a whole lot, man. <laughs> but that was the beautiful. That was the beautiful thing, Barrett. Is that like you didn't, um, you know, the people there were um, uh, very easygoing. I guess would be a polite way to right, say it. Right, you know, right, because right. there's not a there's not a whole lot going on, so you can't really be stressed out and high strung. You know, it's just a lot of hanging out and uh, drinking some beers and uh, spending time with people. And it was a different. Um, it was a different pace of life, I would say. Mm -hmm. I could definitely but, understand that, man. As, hey, he's, ex as he's experiencing now, because since he moved out to the suburbs a little while ago, too. So, yeah, all yeah. right. Now, you had a, had a request today. So I want to get this right out of the way, because I can oh, tell yeah. it's very important to you, hmm. uh, that you, you need to explain to the folks what exactly an RPO is. <laughs> okay. okay. So listen, this is something that's been kind of bothering me for a couple of years now. And the, the relevance of this, Harry, is that uh, you know, obviously everybody's killing Nick Sirianni for, you know, the lack of of running that took place the other night. And in his explanations post game, he said, look, I, you know, we do have to run the ball more. You know, Miles Sanders has to get more touches. Obviously, everybody knows that. But at the same time, you know, some of the passing plays that you see end up on the game sheet, you know, maybe the call that came in from the sidelines was run pass option. Right. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I, I think we have this struggle uh, at a macro level of understanding that what shows up on the box score um, you know, isn't necessarily may maybe what came in from the sidelines or there's multiple ways it can go. You know, if you call 60 plays a game and, and 60 of them are RPOs, but the quarterback decides to pass the ball 50 times because that's what the defensive end has given him. It's not because they didn't choose to run. It's because that's what was given to him. Right. So I think what happens and Barrett can, can back me up on this is that, um, I don't, I think people are confusing, uh, you know, zone read. Um, and any kind of option play where the quarterback pulls the ball after reading a defensive end or a linebacker or something, they, they're lumping these all together and they're calling them RPOs as run-pass option. But not every play that involves reading a defensive end or pulling the ball even has a passing component to it. You, know, you, can, have, you can have zone read where I'm the quarterback, I'm looking at the defensive end. If he collapses on the running back, I'm pulling it and running. If he stays at home, I'm just going to hand it to Miles Sanders. This is bread and butter, Rich Rodriguez, Chip Kelly, 
Pat White, Dennis Dixon stuff. Mm-hmm. Went back there. Wow. Yeah, yeah. But that's, I mean, is am I wrong though? Isn't that where the kind of like spread? Yeah, off it all came zone, from the co- zone, college you know, game. Yeah. Now I'm talking to two other college football guys right now. Right. And there are not a lot of them in the Philadelphia region. So my theory has always been, I don't think Philadelphia sports fans necessarily watch a ton of college football compared to people in other parts of the country. So when RPO started as a college thing and then came into the NFL, I don't know if people had a full grasp of it, you know? So I think people mm-hmm. need to understand that not every, every time you see the quarterback pull the ball, there's not always a passing component to it. The, the receivers are running dummy routes yep. or the line, the linemen are three yards blocking downfield. And that's block. That's, if you even pull the ball and throw it, they'd be flagged for being illegally downfield. Right. This is, this, the, yep. this is why Barrett, this is why Pat Fitzgerald came out like two years ago or whatever it was. And he called the RPO communism, right. Or like the purest <laughs> form of communism or whatever, because they were able to blur the lines in the college game because they can go three yards, you know, before they get that flag. Yeah. Right. So it's harder to execute in the NFL. But I think it's, I think the, the, the bottom line is that because people don't understand it completely, it's adding, to, it's, it's lowering the discourse when we talk about, how many times did they pass the ball? How many times did they run the ball? What play is coming in from the sidelines? You know, what did he audible to? What did he read? So I, I think it just helps fans in general if they kind of have a better understanding of what they're looking at. Right. You know, what he's saying is, you know, when you see, when you hear RPO, when he's reading a defensive end or RPO can also read the linebacker. Mm-hmm. If the linebacker scoots over a little bit, then he'll throw to the backside to, to a receiver. If he doesn't, he read it, he hands it off to the running back. Mm-hmm. I understand all and I told him, but damn it, I just want him to say, look, we're going to run power. We're going to run 37 power. We're going to run it between the tackle and, yeah. the, and the guards, double team block front side, pull the back side, go out the middle, and three yards in a cloud of dust. I want those run plays. I want to see some draw plays. Run draw <laughs> plays. If you got guys screaming up the field like they had them, run a draw play or two to you know, make them honest. You, know, you have to run plays in which they – Dallas did it them. to the Eagles. Right, that's what I'm they saying. They draws. So and that's how you make that's why you that's how you make them honest. That's why you that's how you make them an honest defense. Because if you don't, you're just gonna pin their ears back. And because just like the casual fan won't know what an RPO is, the defense won't know what an RPO is because they're not gonna respect it. They're gonna yeah. want to stop the run. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's all they're thinking about is get up the field and and, and and rushing the passer. They're not even thinking about that run, um, that run fake. So that's the problem. We need all right, we're gonna line up underneath center. And we're gonna blow you off the ball. I want to see you stop it. Yeah, just like they did to us. And Barrett, how many linemen will tell you that they love pass blocking seventy five percent? Right, none, none, none. except none. for Dillard. <laughs> Nobody except right. Andre yeah. Dillard. He's the yeah. only one to say no. Pass it. Yeah. I want to pass it. And in, and in, in like a macro level thing too, you talk about power running and you know getting between the tackles and and, and whatnot. Um, you know, the bottom line is that RPOs or, or, or not, or even using the screen game as an extension of the running game, Miles Sanders still isn't touching the ball enough. Mm-hmm. You, know, you can, you can it parse is. it any way you want, but if he's right. only running it twice and catching the ball three times, five touches is not enough for Miles Sanders. He was getting like 10 a game last year, and we were still saying it wasn't enough. Yeah. Bro, so, I remember yeah. Andy Reid went into a game, and only he only passed the ball, I mean, ran a ball 11 times, and this city was – outraged they were they were ready to 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 to, to tar and feather them yeah but here yeah. we let somebody just run it three times i don't care you know with rpo or not you have to get one of your best players one of your most explosive players more touches wherever, I, by any means necessary and i know? think it's important too that I, I my observations i don't know if you guys agree with this or not but my observation of the eagles offense over the first three weeks is that it seems very boom or bust mm-hmm. to me which is to say they're trying these 
these passes downfield. Um, you know, they have receivers who are a little smaller, but a little speedier. You know, you don't, you know, we you just know, talk about that. Yeah. Oh, did you? Okay. Well, there you go. I mean, yep. you know, um, great minds. Right. 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 Think, small, think you know, there. small. I mean, I understand yeah. small speed. We wanted more speed on the team. Yeah. But you, you listen, Her, this, Hertz's this is my... deep ball isn't great, though, either. It's underthrown. No, he's like he looks like he's like trying to finesse it down the field mm-hmm. instead of kind of yep. driving it, letting guys get behind him, and they have to slow up and, and back up on it. And um, you know, I remember watching Jalen. I had the privilege of watching Jalen Hurts beat the absolute tar out of us in person mm. uh, a couple years ago. I went, college, I went out yeah. to yeah, because my dad and I are doing this thing where we we try we're trying to go to all the Big Twelve road games. Okay. okay. Right. So it's like, when the hell else am I going to be in like Texas or Oklahoma or something? So let's go do these these road trips and check out these. So you went to right? Norman. Yeah. Went to Norman. That was the game where the Sooner uh, wagon fell over. Oh no, the Sooner schooner be <laughs> yeah. turned off. That was awful. Yeah, we saw it in person. Yeah, we, wow. we were there in the in the stadium. That was uh, uh, one of the most jarring sporting moments I've ever seen. But everybody, yeah. was- <laughs> it doesn't take curves very well. The schooner. No, you know? it's not, it- there's not a lot. There's not great handling. You know? No, it's like you know, it's like me driving my truck around Sellersville, and then I get in my wife's car. You know, it's a lot right. different. But um. <laughs> Uh, but listen, there was a point in here somewhere I think that I was trying to make. Um, <laughs> Jalen no, Hurts. J- Jalen Hurts. Yeah, listen, I, you know, I, I Barrett, I don't, I don't have to tell you, like, I, I um, am a big 12 guy because my team's in the big 12, but I hate big 12 football. Like, I just cannot stand big 12 football because there's a lot of, like, rush three, drop eight, you know, mm-hmm. zone coverage. And West Virginia for the longest time has run this, like, three, three, five goofy stack with like a bandit linebacker and that's that's the norm norm. but because of that like jalen jalen hurts never like we never had great film of him in college like kind of like climbing into the pocket you know going through his progressions and you don't go into receiver number two or three or whatever like that and you know guys he he was using his legs and getting free and he was finding guys who were wide open right cd lamb Lamb so (laughs) like he's still doing right (laughs) yeah so there's not so i think that when the eagles are playing this like boomer bust kind of like high risk uh high reward kind of game you know you go three and out and your defense is back on the field in the last two games they've been out time of possession like 35 to 25 which is insane you go back to the doug peterson you know super bowl year i think they were the number two time of possession team in the NFL. And that was a hallmark of what they were doing because the defenses right. were just grinding down other offenses and they're just losing the balance game right now. Which was the anti Chip Kelly. Yes. Yeah. You know, it was more about plays than time of possession. Plays right. run. Yeah. 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 But they don't, there's no fit. Right. And you look at what the Cowboys are doing. They're just chewing you up like yep. four or five yards at a time. Then you get a run of like six and you find yourself in like second and four. And the play sheet is at your disposal with that, you know, with those kind of down and distance. Yeah. Yeah. Then it opens up the pass because now you have to put another defender in the box to stop the run, which Mm -hmm. opens up the pass, what you want to do. And we came into this season thinking, all right, our offensive line is a top three offensive line. You know, when they're healthy, they're top three. No question about it. But yet we don't use them the way you want to use them. You run the ball. Um, and now you only have, have two fifths of them, of them in there. So now you really now have you got to run three the ball backups. You, yeah. yeah, you don't want to. You don't want to have have your 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 you know two guards that are not finesse guards. These are pass blocking guards. These are road graders. You know, Landon Dickinson is a is a road grader. You know, uh, Herbig is a road grader. There's nothing finesse about either one of those guys. You got one guy suspenders. You got another guy that looks like he's off of Super Mario um, 
uh, Turtle, you know, that's in, right there at guard. Mm -hmm. You want both of those guys coming off the rock, initiating contact, hitting somebody in the mouth. You don't want them dropping back, man. And that's the problem. You got them pass blocking. They're not built for that, bro. Yeah, it's funny, too, because you know, if they get decimated even more, then you go to Brett Toth, right, who probably mm. passed pass, pass blocked like 10 times in his college that army. career. Right? Yeah, <laughs> right, right. Running like I, the old Paul, the Paul Johnson, like triple option there or whatever. Right, right, right. All right, I saw on crossingbroad.com today's Mount Rushmore got my attention. <laughs> the dumbass Derek Barnett penalties, and you yeah. listed the four of them, starting with the one in Green Bay a couple of years ago on that night yeah. game when they actually won that game. I think that was the game that they ran the football quite well, and Dougie P got questioned in his Tuesday meetings with the ownership and the analytics department as to why he ran the damn ball so much. Yeah. And Doug must have been – that might have been the start of the whole thing, of the downslide. We're like, what? I just won the football game on the road at Lambeau, and you're questioning the play calls. But right. anyway, that was one – I remember Jordan, that penalty. A Jordan Jamal Howard Williams. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, it's funny because, like, you would need uh, – man, if you're trying to whittle down Derek Barnett, dumbass penalties to just four i mean like it's that's a process man you you would if you're, you're doing a mount rushmore of uh you need like the entire himalayas right, know, to, right. to car, car i need more off. mountain yeah you need you need to do the out the swiss alps you know but um, how about the coach he, was was caught on camera mouthing uh something it's always him yeah yeah saying it's always him i i you know it's been a thing with him it's, it's not a new phenomenon he's no, been doing no. that from day one and Look, like some stuff, like I know that the rules have changed in the NFL where like you can't do anything to a quarterback now if you fall on top of him with his body weight or if you contact to the head or anything like that. There are a lot of iffy, you know, calls that you could kind of say, eh, I'm not so sure about that. But with Derek Barnett, yeah. no, the line is not blurred. Like he's just hitting guys late. And yep. He's hitting he's hitting dudes who are not even like involved in a play. Um, well, he's on the sideline. The guy's on the sideline yeah, next to yeah. another guy on the sideline, standing there looking at a guy that's on the sideline, and he still hits him. My yeah. favorite thing about the Jamal Williams play from two years ago is that they have him – Green Bay's like on their 15-yard line. They're kind of backed up. And I think Fletcher Cox was around him. Another guy was coming over. They're pushing him back towards the end zone. Barnett's coming from the opposite way. Like, you've right. got him backed up. You're pushing him back. You're going to hit him forward? Like, just let right. – you know. Yeah. It's just there's not a lot up here, and it's like yeah. – uh, you know, before they they I you know I guess they gave him the restructure thing where they kicked the can down the road with the dummy years or whatever the contract. But before, you know, coming into it, he was like one of the highest earners on the team, mm -hmm. like like ten million dollars before they did that restructure for him. So, you know, with Josh Sweat, uh, you know, getting his extension and I guess being a guy for the future, like how that do you, how do you bring message. how do you bring Barnett back? Like what, yeah. what have you seen? You know, no, I totally agree. But, yeah. we, we haven't heard much about those uh, Reggie White comparisons uh, when he was at Tennessee, oh, breaking yeah. Reggie's sack record right, and right. all that stuff. Remember? Yeah, yeah. Look, I mean, Derek Barnett um, fell on the fumble that won the Eagles their first Super Bowl ever. So we can put it, we can give him his, you know. Uh, you know, mo that that moment forever, whatever you know, and he can uh, put him in the pantheon, right? But mm -hmm. uh, beyond that, it's just you know, it's another first round draft pick who uh, you know, hasn't 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 lived up to it, you know. All right, now this the stream is obsessed with your drum videos, which I happen to say I'm a fan of too. Oh, good, good. Yeah, I love the one, the Red Barchetta, the Rush song that you did mm -hmm. a couple of weeks ago. But the yeah. stream wants to know what kind of symbols, what what. What what kind of a symbolsman are you? What what do you use? 
You a well, Zildjian I'm, man? Oh no, I play. Um, well, yeah, on my um, my acoustic kit, but in all the videos, I'm playing an electronic. Kit. Right. So right. you know, you got your like rubber pads and and stuff, and uh, <laughs> it's crazy. That's like Harry. It's like the greatest purchase of all time because when I was living in the city, you put that up in your like uh, second floor, something like that. You can bang on them at like three in the morning, and nobody hears it. Yeah, yeah. Because how else you get like we, you, we used to do these band practices back in the day where it's like we'd have to like rent out like a we, my my band in Georgia. We used to practice at like a motorcycle repair shop mm-hmm. in the middle of nowhere in Augusta, Georgia. Because where else can you make loud music? You know the, the electronic right. kits were not what they are so um yep. you know it's all e-kit stuff playing through the headphones you know i did i did some uh i did some rat mm-hmm. for the yeah, Twitter followers. was yeah, it we, round and round, round it was round that one yeah. yeah yeah we did some uh green day some no effects so i'm i'm uh i'm taking requests you know oh yeah? yeah nice yeah. Well, i'm sure i'm sure yeah. somebody on the stream will, will put one of those in there but yeah, I, think I, 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 I think i took i think somebody wanted an, an iron maiden song so i did an iron maiden song so i'm i'm here um for the for people, the people. Right? yeah yeah well you know we we know that that's why we love you now uh give me your thoughts on the whole ben simmons situation as we have now rolled past media day for the sixers so that means the season is really right around the corner what a mid-october i think or october 22nd maybe so yeah. it won't be it won't be too long what what's your take on the latest yeah talk about a day to come back from paternity leave right um, yeah Sixers media day, and then the Eagles getting their doors blown off by the Cowboys. It's like <laughs> happy Monday, uh, and yeah. then Jalen Hurts drops the the poop quote or whatever. Oh know? yeah, so I was up at two in the morning yes. with my newborn. I'm like delirious. Like, what is going on here? <laughs> um, the Ben Simmons thing. Look, I, I think you know if you go back to like the two hours of media day, I think there was kind of a um, a theme that was repeated uh, by the players and, and the coaches and the GM. Is it's sort of like uh, they seem to suggest that playing and philadelphia is a little bit different than playing elsewhere um some people are built for it Mm -hmm. and some people are not and um you know if you're going to say that some people aren't built for playing in a certain place can we interpret that to mean that they're soft Mm -hmm. there's no interpretation Uh, to it talks like a duck i mean it quacks like a duck it swims like a duck it's a damn duck (laughs) well and joel and yeah, and Joel Embiid gets it. He's like, look, I, I you know, because I asked him and and Danny Green, because you know they made the comments over the summer about, you know, asking the fans to be better or let up or kind of whatever that was. I said, can you guys elaborate on that and kind of explain what you were talking about? And Embiid said straight up, he's like, look, I I get it. I like I understand that like all you got to do is is play hard and and um, you know give everything you got, and these fans will love you, you know. Mm-hmm. And he he said, I just don't want that to extend. To, you know, we're trying to bring in a free agent, or we got a max contract slot or something, and people see this reputation and they don't want to come. Yeah. You know, so that confirms him saying that that some players say, Hey, I'm like wary yeah. of coming to Philadelphia. You know, we know it's it's BS because the the default behavior for all these guys is unconditional support. Mm-hmm. Mike Mike Scott. That's where like, it starts. That's where it starts. That's where it starts. Yeah. Markel yeah. Fultz. Yep. Ben Simmons. Yeah, thoracic outlet syndrome, shooting three pointers, the Mike Scott hive. You got people walking around with Tyrese Maxey Twitter avatars when the guy hasn't done anything yet. Mm-hmm. So don't don't tell don't let anybody tell you that Philly is a certain way when the default behavior is unconditional support, especially for the Sixers, which is a fan base that trends a little bit younger, mm-hmm. a little bit more politically progressive, right. which lends itself to the fact of. Younger people, I think, are more empathetic in mm-hmm. general to players and, and are going to be more reasonable about knowing where the line is and where not to cross it. Yeah. You know, don't jump into these guys' 
DMs on Instagram, don't do this on Twitter. Like mm-hmm. arbitrarily, they know kind of where to start and where to stop. Whereas I think some, you know, older fans are more uh, predisposed to, you know, complain about it or call up the radio mm-hmm. or rip this guy or whatever. Yeah. So it's an interesting, you know, dynamic in that sense where you, then you, you look at the other side and you take a guy like Kevin Durant who's who doesn't like dealing with the criticism or fire back at people burner accounts yeah yeah and we could say that he's soft mm-hmm. in a yeah. way but he's right. a friggin killer on the court you know so right. i i think it's i think but it's you interesting hit it right that, there you hit it right there i mean Kev, that's what it is i mean you can be as soft as you want you know off the court or whatever but if you're giving us a quality product if you're giving us yeah. your all yeah, and 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 you and you you doing it the right way. We don't care. We anybody else can say. I mean, we can say whatever we want about, it, but let somebody else say something about you. You know, mm-hmm. we're all in on just you know crucifying them. But, if you're yeah, giving right. us your all, we're gonna give you everything. We're gonna let you walk over us. But then, but don't, but don't talk shit to us, man. Don't don't do that. <laughs> You know no, the man? funniest thing, you, you know what I like is when like everybody talks about what it means to be quote unquote a Philly guy or whatever. Yeah, you yeah. know, um, none collar. of these guys, none of these dudes are from Philly. Mm-hmm. Right. right. Like right. your starting five is a dude from Cameroon. There's a dude from Australia. Right. You know, so it, it's it's it can be learned behavior. You know, it's not it's not innate. Like the, I, only, the, only team, the only team in the city that has people who are actually from here is, is, is the union because they're pulling kids through the academy. Right, right. Right. But everybody else is drafted from, you know, Devontae Smith comes up from like Alabama or whatever. You know, so Fletcher Cox comes from Mississippi. Carson Wentz, you know, now is with his people or whatever. Right. In, his in people. <laughs> so, it, so that's, so it's, you know, it's all like he's with his people where he can go 17 for 38, a buck 74 with no yeah. touchdowns, no interceptions, yeah. and a loss. And it's okay. Right. <laughs> That's right. That's right. You only got, you know, Greg uh, Doyle or whatever, you know, ripping oh, yeah. in Indy yeah. Star or whatever. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I don't, I just think it's, it's, it's not, I, again, I think the Philly fan thing is totally overrated. Uh, I think you go to a lot of cities, especially in the Northeast, and the same thing would happen. You know, if Ben mm-hmm. Simmons was in, in New York City, Boston, Spike, Spike yeah. Lee would be ripping him. Yeah. Boston, right. where they threw the bottle at, uh, you know, Kyrie when he came back Utah with the racist fans you know yeah. the worst thing that happened in Philadelphia this recent season was a guy dumped a popcorn on somebody's head mm-hmm. so you know that's not uh, acceptable but when you compare it to what everybody else was doing we're, we weren't any there wasn't anything happening here that was any worse than anywhere else all right let me get your take on the Manning cast now that they've done three games I don't know if you watched any of that for the Eagles game but I, I think you might have ducked in for maybe one of the first two what's your take on that do you have any I loved it. Me too. Yeah, yeah I loved it. Yeah. It's funny because I turned on the game with my wife when she's she's holding our two week old, and she's like, at the first minute, she's like, "What is what is this? I don't know what this is." And then like <laughs> Eli cracked a joke about Manning, and then my wife was hooked. Right, right. Like, two seconds, and she's loving it. Yeah, they know? break each other's balls all the they time. They break each other's balls, but it, but in addition, Harry, it's like you get um, you know the old segue from that into explaining like a Tampa two robber, mm-hmm. you know. And yep. so, like that's the stuff that you don't get. And I, I, I don't. I like Lou Riddick, and I, I love Lou Riddick. Gre- yeah. does a good job too. Yeah, Riddick, who's a local guy. Yeah, uh, unfortunately, a Pittsburgh Panther, but uh, right, Qu- right. Quaker Town guy. Um, I, I just like how how you. I feel like I learn more when I'm watching Eli and Peyton. But then you get that kind of comic relief mm-hmm. at the same time, and they bring in the guests in the middle of it, which is cool. The only thing is that I don't. I don't. I don't feel like. Um, you know, if you're if you're like looking for like an explanation, of like a penalty or like a replay or a review or something like that, or trying to pay attention to what's going on on the field, like you're not you're not getting those explanations right. from them because they're just sort of riffing mm-hmm. and talking. So I found myself kind of 
um, you know, going back and forth a little bit, like when something important was happening on the field, like when, when uh, Dak was trying to reach the ball mm -hmm. over the goal line, they were like going through that, you know, Peyton and, and Eli were just like, blah, blah, blah. So you, you find a different uses for each of the, each right. of the broadcasts. I like, really? I like the time. I like the way they, way they, you know, like they're interacting and, and, and like, you could tell that Manning, you know, he, 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 he really, um, he hates when quarterbacks don't, Yes. Do what they're supposed to do. Yes. You know, he's you're talking, talking about Peyton. Yes. Yeah, Peyton. I'm sorry. He, I gets, man. Pissed. he Peyton, gets upset. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's like, it, in, it insults his football <laughs> sensibilities, yeah. man. Right. He's just like, what do you do? Like when McCarthy didn't call timeout, he was like yelling at him to call timeout. When he didn't, he's just he sits back like, oh my God, I couldn't yeah. believe How dare you not call timeout there? But that's, right. that, that, that leads you that that's a, a rare, you know, foray into like the mind of, of a Super Bowl winner, you know, and right. a former Pro Bowl. And it's an like, all timer. Yeah. And, you know, I, I get, I just put, you know, look, there's nothing profound to say here, but I just put a ton more value in what people like that have to say. Yeah. You know, and that's right. why when I, when you hear like, you know, if you hear all the crap that was coming out about Carson Wentz last year, the thing that I paid most attention to was Malcolm Jenkins on Chris Long's podcast because mm. these dudes played with them. They're NFL players. They're probably, right. they know what they're talking about. So some things just hold more weight than others. And that's why I thought, um, you know, Eli and Peyton provided a lot of value in what they had to say. Yeah, Chris Long was on the other night. I don't know if you caught he that. He was pretty good. Yeah, I also like too how Saban was talking about going no huddle. Yeah, and then on the very next play, they went no huddle and they mm -hmm. scored a touchdown. So. Yeah. All right, one last thing here for Kevin because Shander's not on today. He he had a, it was a late scratch, um, but he's annoyed with you apparently mm. because you haven't been chronicling on Crossing Broad all of his new jobs. Yeah, that he has yeah, picked up yeah. over the last couple of weeks before football season. Yeah, like, so, like we have, like we haven't given Aton enough uh, <laughs> press with his forty-seven jobs before that. <laughs> you need like, was, like another part of the website to keep track of him, right? Like separate... like he, he gets his own drop-down menu, like yeah. you know, Eagles, Phillies, Flyers, Aton, right. every job Aton got this week. I felt like every week I was just dropping a different press release for him. You know, he does. He does know, right? That I just had a kid like two weeks ago. I, so I don't know if he knows. Okay, I mean, he's, so I mean, you know, yeah. if anybody that follows you on social media knows yeah. that. Okay. But well, yeah. listen, I, you know, I maybe I'm not gonna. He, he would be sitting here with Teddy right now doing. The uh, show he would, yeah, his kid. <laughs> exactly. Um, other, others of us do take paternity leave. So, right, um, right. You know, if, he, if he has a, uh, if he has a new job that he wants to share, he knows he knows where my inbox is. Okay. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> See, he doesn't like the fact that he would have to reach out to you. You're supposed to know this. And just act on it yourself, right? Well, that's what I know about him. He's his, yeah. His, it's very simple for him. It's like, well, Kincaid is the media reporter, uh, right? Right. And I'm in the media, right? There, therefore, you know, it, you know, a connects to B or whatever. But look, I mean, yeah, I got a two year old. I got a two week old. Um, you know, I, I watched Frozen about forty times last week. You know, I'll tell, I saw that on your tell, on your Twitter. Yeah, tell yeah. Aton that I'll get. I'll you know I'll. I'll He'll get, get around, around to it. Yeah, yeah. At Kevin right. underscore Kincaid. So how is it now with number two? Is it, was it any different? Um, there's just more, you know, it's like if you had any free time before you have none now, none, right. because right. once you get the two year old situated, it's like, Oh, now I got a two week old. Mm -hmm. So, wow. but, um, well, congratulations. Thanks. Listen, I always say if you, um, if you signed up for something willingly, then you can't complain about it. Right, right, right. right. Well, right. I, 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 my my question, man. I only have one question for you. Do you change the shirts like you know they change them? Uh, Nick Sirianni does. Do you change their, you know, 
whatever's on their shirt beat Dallas. You know, are they gonna have a beat Chief shirt on, man? <laughs> Barrett, they're going to be in um, whatever is clean that's like not laying on the ground, whatever my wife was able to get into the, uh, you know, the dryer the other day, you know, so no, I'll just say that's like it, it, the vibe of that is like college basketball mm-hmm. where like they all wear the matching like, you know, they come up with your stupid slogan before the season and everybody's got to wear the dumb shirts it's right. just uh, i'm not as big into the harry high school thing with nick sirianni as other people are but that kind of now why you got to go harry high school why can't you go henry high school or something <laughs> high school yeah exactly <laughs> it's ridiculous all right what what uh, i'm surprised crossing broad isn't selling any of these t-shirts and capitalizing on all this Kyle's out of the t-shirt game, man. Harry, you know, yeah. he's on bigger and better things right now. He's like the sports gambling uh, right. maestro, you know? So when's, I, it, uh, when's, the, when's the Crossing Broad Casino going to open up? Right, oh, God, right. I That's mean, what prob- I want to know. Uh, probably sooner rather than later. You know, we just, we just <laughs> had, uh, we actually just had a, a meeting with the company um, a short time ago and Crossing Broad uh, is doing very well in the, uh, in the sports betting space as mm-hmm. they like to I love that so, word space. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great word. It's yeah. synergy, synergies, right. spacing. I just uh, figured know. out what, what empathy means in the last 12 or 18 months. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm, you know, catch me up on space. Hey, listen, I, uh, you know, I'll, I'll give you any corporate buzzword you want to hear. We will <laughs> underpin the conversation. Maybe with, that's uh, a net in another, uh, cro- a Mount Rushmore of corporate buzzwords. Yes. Uh, um, synergy is definitely up there. Yep. Um, Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com vertical i think would you would put up there as well too we have to Mm -hmm. you know our our, uh, vertical strategy here right uh (laughs) underpin is a great word yeah what does that mean actually that sounds uh, like a wrestling term uh yeah it sounds like a like a ufc submission or something yeah right Um, (laughs) 
you know, by the way, I just want to shout out um, Chris Dawkins, Philadelphia cop. He okay. Was four four and zero oh in the UFC. Wow. He's got a main event coming up in December against Derek Lewis, who just fought for the title. So, oh yeah, we have Philly has a bona fide like top ten UFC guy now in the promotion, and he's um he's got he, some tats too, doesn't he? He's been a Philadelphia police officer since 2010, and he goes and trains wow. in Northeast Philly after his shift or whatever, and then he just goes and knocks guys out. So, yeah, what's, uh, what's his name again? Chris Dawkins. Yeah, and his okay. brother Kyle. They're both they both went to. Uh, my God, what's the Catholic high school in like Mayfair that's no longer there? Like North uh, North, Cath- North Catholic, or, North Catholic or, something, or something? Yeah, they're yeah. both local guys from Northeast Philly, and they're both in UFC now. But they fought on the local circuit for a while: Atlantic City, Philly, Ben Salem, or whatever. So now both both of the brothers are in UFC, and they're doing really well. Chris fought on Saturday, and Kyle fights this coming Saturday. So, um, and Chris Chris got into the top ten now, so they're gonna give him some of the best uh, the best heavyweights that are out there. So. Yeah, apparently he's number 7 now in the heavyweight division according to your piece, yeah. right? Yeah, there's now, some M- there's some MMA talk for you. How about Harry, that? On on the middle. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. Now how, how do you pronounce the guy's name that he beat? So like a Abdura Kimov. <laughs> that sounds like a soccer yeah. like almost like a soccer name, maybe. Yeah, uh yeah. Shamil Abdurikamov. Right. Um, he's one of those Dagestan guys, Harry, who they just have the crazy like wrestling. And he, he's like, he kind of, I think he's from the same area that Khabib is from. Oh, okay. You know? Yeah. So all those Russian guys, they learn their, it's they're called, nuts. It's called combat Sambo. It's like a, it's like a mix of like jujitsu and judo and all this stuff. But, the, but, um, those guys are all killers that come out of there. So, but it's, it's nice to have a Philly, have a Philly yeah. guy. It'd be a big, big UFC name because ever since, you know, Eddie Alvarez was the guy back mm-hmm. then, and you had Paul Felder too, who was a local guy, and he retired. So now you needed somebody to kind of take the uh, the mantle of like the Philly guy in mixed martial arts. Chris Dawkus, spelled D A U K A U S, and he's going to mm-hmm. fight on December eighteenth when he'll take on Derek Lewis. How yeah, about Dawkus? I'm going to go out on a limb and say that's uh, a Lithuanian. Yeah, I think you're name. right. Yeah, Dawkus. Yeah, <laughs> beautiful. Two A U, two A U S in one last name. You know, so. <laughs> that's a, that's an instant tell right there. All right, Kev, we appreciate it as always, man. Yeah, appreciate anytime. it, man. All right, take yeah. it easy, guys. All right, easy. there he is, Kevin Kincaid. Yeah, I love the idea of having a drop down menu on Crossing Broad for Aton, you know, and all his jobs. <laughs> that is beautiful. <laughs> All right, we're going to late for a timeout. We'll take a couple minutes here and uh, smash that like button on the YouTube channel. We'll be back with more nonsense. And, uh, you know, we got uh, Devin Caney coming up at 1230. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the memories. Go to get your spin on. Go to get your spa on. Go for the bubbles in your bathtub and in your drink. Go for the steaks and the steak go for him go for her go for the win go to ocean casino resort book your trip at theoceanac.com at stateside vodka every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass free what's that uh a rocks glass you're telling me that bottle is cut in half you could say that And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. 
Ah, the savoring taste of a good bag of beef jerky is so enjoyable at any time of the day, as long as you can find it. Here's what we suggest. Pure Bull Beef Jerky is our answer, and soon it will be yours. Locally produced in the Philadelphia region, this high-quality, healthy protein snack is easy to secure. Go to Steersnacks.com, and you'll see hot garlic, tropical heat, Pure Bull Dry Rub, and our favorite, Huck and Fod. What's that? Huck and Fod. Go now to Steersnacks.com. As a hard-working American, you've never experienced how tough life can be until now. A catastrophic injury while working on the job. A personal injury from someone else's negligence. Turned away by other law firms in the region who didn't bother to learn your story. It's time to meet the Fritz and Beyond Cooley Law Firm and managing partner Brian Fritz. Badly injured? Call the Fritz and Beyond Cooley Law Firm. Find out why they say, we got this. Go for the midnight tears. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. We appreciate you sticking around for hour number two of the middle with Barrett Brooks and Harry Mays today. Eitan off today, assuming he'll be back tomorrow. Great chatting with uh, Kevin Kincaid. And we got Devin Caney, who's a part of the big show, the post-game show right here on Jacob Media YouTube channel and also 6abc.com coming up at 1230. Uh, interesting, uh, some interesting conversation will ensue there. But did you see, Barrett, that uh, – the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have a new defensive back. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, how about that? Now, Richard Sherman, of course, who was a free agent, you know, sitting out there waiting for for need for some team to, you know, to be uh, in need, announced on his podcast. This is how this got out. Isn't that great? Like a player can announce on his own podcast. Yeah, you know, he's his own media <laughs> outlet, you know, and then therefore – you know, Schefter will have to come in and confirm that it happened on his podcast just, just to make sure that ESPN gets their their tentacles on it. Uh, Adam Schefter is confirming that Richard Sherman actually said on his podcast that he's signed with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think, though? I mean, think about it. Like, you know, cornerback is a position of need – you know, teams that even have four or five or six of them are always in need. That's a position where you, you can never have enough. Do you think he has anything left, the fact that he was available up until, you know, going into week four? I think this is one of those situations where he had offers to go, mm. but he wanted to wait until the last minute to see who was going to be a contender, who wasn't. Right. So he's looking at this as a way to get a ring. Another ring. He's ring chasing. Right he, now. Ring chasing. he has all the money. He, he's he's <laughs> right. ring chasing, you know. So. Right. And you know he didn't want to go through camp. He didn't want to go through training camp. He yeah. just wanted to get on the squad and 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 and, and just go from there. So That's it's, smart. It's a perfect system for him because Todd Bowles runs a system in which he's just gonna let him free, let him do what he wants to do. Mm -hmm. Defense isn't gonna be hard. He's a he's a uh, cover two corner. He's his own corner. He reads things very well. He can jump plays. That's what he does. So you know he'll he'll fit great in Todd Bowles' system. Mm -hmm. Well, uh, you know. It's nice to have all the money and it not be about the money anymore at this stage. You know, it's exactly. just a one a one year deal. 
uh, for enough money to get you off the couch. And right. oh, by the way, <laughs> you're probably going to, you might be able to play into February for a yeah, Super Bowl. Exactly. So, yeah. Yeah. So he's pretty like, pretty good you know, situation. I can miss the first month because I know I'm going to get an extra month going into playoffs. Right. So. And he's a very intelligent football player. What to Stanford? Yeah. I mean, you know, he's just, you know, one of those guys that as the, you know, the skill set might erode as it does with everybody that ages, but he's so smart and such a, you know, a student of film that he can utilize that to his advantage. Yes. Tendencies. You know? Right. You look at tendencies. All right. Third, he'll be the guy that you, he'll be in a, You'll see the light on in a meeting room, mm-hmm. and it could be ten thirty at night. And if he doesn't see a, a, a key in which it will help him out, he will sit there until he finds a key to figure out what's going on. How can he take advantage of certain quarterbacks, certain situations? Right. And and there lies what's going on with the Eagles. Now that they have game film on everybody here, they have game film on what the coach likes to call. They're just basically just picking it apart. Now it's up to Sirianni to now take it to the next level and see if he can now do the same thing to somebody else. Right. But well, it's gotten worse get, instead of better. The rich get richer, and he'll be available for the uh, time when they come here to Philly in a couple of weeks. <laughs> you know exactly. Now, did you see Josh Gordon uh, got his yes. way back into the league for I don't yep. know how many? What, what time is this? The fourth time? No, it's that, actually the sixth time. The sixth time. That he's been out and then back into the league, and then mm-hmm. Kansas City picks him up. Now he's probably he's not going to be available this week. It's too they probably have him on a like a practice squad, maybe a you know as a, as far as an untouchable guy for a while while they ramp him up. Yep, he's not going to yep. play for a while. No, he just needs to get in shape and uh, get back into playing shape. He needs to um, learn the offense. The offensively is harder than defensively. Defensively, you can kind of go in a system and. You know, they could put you out there on situational ball. Mm-hmm. It's hard on the offense because you got so many reads, so many protections. Offense, I mean, receivers don't just they don't just have to worry about running routes. Right. They also have to worry about, you know, their keys as far as who's hot, who's not, um, and protections. Mm-hmm. Those are all things that people don't understand. You know, what is his sit down uh in zone plays? Right. Um, you know, who does he have to run past to influence this to get open for this? You know, those are a lot yeah. of things you have to learn. Yeah, you don't like just office. come in off the street for, to right. a new uh, system right. and just be thrown out in the field and expect to, you know, to go. Absolutely right. right. Yeah. You know, but I mean, he's a talent, man. If he was straight and if he would didn't have all these problems with being having an addictive personality, and that's what's yeah. wrong. He has an addictive personality. Yeah. He just he would be he'd be better than 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 every receiver in the league. He's big. He's strong. He's fast. He's gifted. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, he's that talented that he could just go in and do whatever he wanted to do and how he wanted to do it. Man. He gives them a, a bigger target, like for a red zone target that no uh, Mahomes really doesn't have because they've got the you know a couple of small fast guys. That's all they have. Yeah, you know, yeah. you know you got Coleman, all those guys. I mean, small re- receivers, kind of like what we have. It's just those guys know how to run routes better than us. They know how to get open better than us. And they run the ball so they can get open sometimes. Yeah, and I see that autonomy yet. I see the Lou D uh, is. Uh, on here on the stream going off saying that uh that i have to impersonate other guys because my personality sucks <laughs> no he's just messing around oh. <laughs> yeah. so i love how the i love how the stream you know tr- basically has a conversation with us yeah. and we, we have to we have to do the show and look at it yeah you, you need like four eyes on this show right two on the stream on the stream and then two on the show 
Oh man, <laughs> it is what it is, man. Yeah. You know, you got to be on your toes, man. You yeah, you you toes. never get ripped on the stream, though. I've noticed. Like you're bulletproof on the stream. Aton no. and I, we take our shots every now and then. No, I I, do, I get shots too, man. You I do? Get shots too. Yeah, yeah. I never oh, yeah. see that. Like, what do I they do. what do they bust on you about? Um, they they bust on me because uh, I get names a lot. Oh, oh okay. there it goes again. Oh. He doesn't know this name. Oh, 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 what's his name? What, what, what's there you go. <laughs> <laughs> I know my self limitations. Right, I right. I don't give a damn about a name, but I can tell you exactly what he did. But right. <laughs> oh, he did, did he? Well, what he did, did he? Yeah. Or, or you might you might take a shot every now and then because you're overly optimistic in some eyes yeah, about yeah. the Philadelphia Eagles. I what? can't help it, man. It's a, it's a fault of mine, man. I'm just, right. I'm the overly zealous on their ability to be good, mm-hmm. even though they they're they're trash right now. I gotta. It, it's hard for me, man, because I see potential. I see things in them that they should be doing. They're just not doing it. And mm-hmm. what is that? That's a sign of a bad team. When you have something, you're not using it. That's right. a sign of a bad team, man. And and the I penalties to too. Yeah, I just, gotta admit, that's what bad teams do. Th- I think penalties. that's I think that's the thing that I'm most surprised about. I'm not surprised that they lost to the 49ers or the Dallas Cowboys. Right. Uh, I'm not surprised that they beat Atlanta. But what I'm really shocked about is the the, the, the amount of undisciplined play and penalties yes. early on because they, you know at least that was one of these tenets of this coach was that you know he was going to take care of all this. Right. And three right. weeks in, it's been the exact opposite. Everything has been the exact opposite. You know, he almost guaranteed, he almost but guaranteed us that they were going to run the ball. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we we were under the notion that, you know, how they ran the ball in Indianapolis is, is, is you know, kind of yeah. the norm. Of we were running. fooled. Yeah, I was like, yeah. He got us. Got us. He got us. Know, got yep. us. Oh, man. So we all, all right. see it now. We all see it. We all see it. All right. He's not going to run it. Nope, he's not. Especially not this week, because if he if he was scared, I know, I think Aton or was it you who took the opposite approach? That I think Aton because he knows that they pander to the to the audience. Mm-hmm. So the the fact that the fan base wants them to run so badly, he will force the run early. I don't think that's going to happen against this team. No, because he's going to want to get in the tra- he's going to say I got to get in a track meet with these guys. He's going to want to go out there and and and. Try to get up on them, which I think you is know, the wrong move. Exactly the wrong move. Yeah, the way you beat teams like that, the way you beat teams like Dallas, the way you beat good teams, is by running the rock and keeping the ball in your hands. Mm-hmm. Time possession has to be in your favor, right? You know, because if you time possession, if you have time possession, nine times out of ten, you're winning, right? You know what I'm saying? So you know, I mean, at the end of the day, that's what you want, man. You 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 want to keep the ball in your hands. Keep keep uh, Mahomes off the field. If you could do that, man, you could win. Because right. we don't have the athletes to stop stop Kelsey. We have the athletes to stop, you know, the other guys on the outside. I think we'll do well against those guys. Mm-hmm. I don't think, you know, you know, Hill will have a great game. But Kelsey is the guy that's going to go out. He's going to kill us because we don't have right now a guy that can cover him man to man. And that's the only way that you could beat them is by covering a guy man to man. They had that. Mm-hmm. With the Rams, they had that, um, you know, in in with the Bucks. Right. Both of those teams were able to, you know, have guys that can cover them. We don't have anybody to cover them right now. Now, what did you think of um, Gannon, the defensive coordinator, switching from zone to man, which is something that was always a, a problem that everybody had with Schwartz, is that he was he would just stick with, you know, his 
his scheme? You know, when you, you they were on the field a lot. Mm-hmm. And if, if, we, if, if the time possession were a little more equal, the defense would have had a, a lot better game because they, you know, they were, they were tired, man. Right. They weren't necessarily bad, bad. They stopped. They, they were bad against the run. They couldn't stop the run. And like I said, our linebackers just don't yeah. get up and, and, and initiate contact. That's why we got beat up against the run. But he had to bring somebody in to stop the run. They did that. They brought another defender in the game. They manned up outside so they could bring that um, eighth defender back in the box. But in doing that, you got to trust the guys you have on the outside. And I think he trusts those those um, those DBs. Now, with um, Kayvon Wallace being on IR now, mm-hmm. and they um, – they, um, what is that uh, – that cornerback, he, he he just came from Jacksonville. They oh, signed him this this yeah. offseason. They just brought him up. They activated him from the practice squad. Well, they I mean they activated him off IR. He's now going to be able to practice. He's not going to be able to play in the game. I think that's going to give the autonomy now to put Avante Maddox at safety, and mm. I think that's a big move for them to do that. I think it'll be a good move for him to do that, and um, you know it's going to help him out as far as being a more um, athletic secondary. Right. Putting him in safety and then bringing in another guy, but you know it's, it's just it's just he didn't get any help from the offensive side of the ball. He needed a little bit of help from the offensive side of the ball. Make them throw the ball because I think that's their strength. You know, stopping the pass as opposed to stopping the run. Right. Now I'm trying to figure out who that uh, that cornerback is. Is it Andre Chachery? No, no, no. I'll get it for you. It's um McLean. Uh, no. McCain? No, 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 no. Let me see. Uh, he was on IR. Let me look through. Yeah, I guess they maybe they haven't just, changed the depth Josh chart. Scott, Joshua Scott. Oh, Scott. Okay. Yeah. Well, the Philadelphia Joshua Eagles Scott. website must he had still a have. Okay. Yeah. Yep. So uh-huh. he's from Michigan State. You know, he's played a while. He was in Jacksonville. They picked him up from Jacksonville on a trade. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, I, I yeah, they traded him from Jacksonville. They got him in a trade. He he can come in. He can play that slot corner position. He's a smaller guy, right? You know, five nine, hundred eighty five. He but he plays. You know, I think they called him the Nat or something like that. You know, he's he's supposed to be really good in the um in the slot area. When is McLeod gonna come back, man? I'm hoping this this week. I'm hoping. Jeez. I'm hoping, man. Because I mean, they he, got now they got some injuries at that position. We know about the offensive line issues. But they could really use a Rodney McLeod injection. Well, Kayvon Wallace, exactly. Kayvon Wallace, you know, hurt his shoulder again, right. so he's out. He's on IR, and they activated Epps. Epps had a couple plays, man. He played pretty yeah. well. He's been playing pretty well. He had the concussion there a week or so ago, but right, he's, you know, right, yeah. right, right. So he's back, but you know, we need we need somebody right now to come in, and, and I think you know Rodney McLeod. This should be the game that he does come back. I'm hoping he does come back because that'll just. I, I tell you what, it'll give those corner a little more um, of a sense of, all right, we got some help mm-hmm. if he's back there. Now, what that, what's your confidence sense. level in Nate Herbig going forward? Because we could be seeing a lot of him. If they use him the right way, they're going to have to – you can't expect him to go out there and be the ultimate pass blocker. you got to run the ball with him. Mm-hmm. Like I said, he's built differently. You know, he's, he's built What do you like call a him, old, a turtle, like a big old yeah. turtle or something? <laughs> he's, he's like one of them turtles on Mario Brothers, man. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that's what he is, bro. You know, you get him going in one direction. So he's not a ninja him. turtle. 
No, no, no. No, remember no. To, remember you used to hit those little things and you get them going in the right direction? Right, right. one way and they just go? That's right. exactly what he is. You get him going a one way going forward. Right. Not a lot of side to side action. No, just no, keep we don't him. Want, we don't alter that. You know, we, <laughs> we don't want him doing that. We don't want him being an athlete. We want right. him to just go straight ahead. Go. You know what I'm saying? And that's all you want to say is just go. Not even ready, said, hut. No, it's go. Right. And he comes off the rock, man. You know, he's, 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 He's very efficient at run blocking. Mm-hmm. Fast blocking, he's going to need a little help. Just a little bit. All right. Now, I got to ask you, because we got uh, Devin Caney coming up at the bottom of the hour. Uh, and you can follow her on Twitter, at Devin, D-E-V-A-N underscore Caney, K-A-N-E-Y. But I got to ask you about the baseball team, because last night they played their most important game to date of the season. At Atlanta, it's going to come down to these games in Atlanta, and then maybe uh, if they do, if they win the next two in Atlanta, uh, the next three will still be, you know, meaningful games against Miami. Right. But they lost last night, two to one. Well pitched game from Zach Wheeler, uh, and unfortunately, Morton did a better job through seven innings. They came down to the ninth inning. The Phillies got the bases. What well, they had them loaded, right? Uh, yep. Harper started off with a walk, I believe. Then there was an error, and you know, eventually they loaded the bases, and and D.D. Gregorius hit one. I didn't see it, but it must have gotten off the bat, made you think like it might have been a grand slam. It ended up being, a, what, a sacrifice fly. They score their, their only run. It's 2-1, to one, and on deck is who? Not Bohm. Who's that? No, the guy they, they they acquired, they sent him down. A former Philly who came back. Oh this no no year. no no no. Yes, um, yes. The game came down to him. Believe um, it or not, bro. Yeah, I, I, I'm just out on him, man. I'm just I'm just out on him, man. Uh huh. I mean, the Phillies right now, we, they don't make any sense to me because they have all the talent in the world to score. They don't score. They're getting a little bit of pitching and and they're, mm-hmm. and they're, and they're not making things happen, man. Where where do you Galvis. go with a team like that? Yeah. I know. I mean, and and you're looking at even 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 looking at the bats. You know, you got a guy playing right now, and that you know could possibly be an MVP, but nobody's rallying with him, man. Mm-hmm. You know how do you how do you go about that, man? He's I, had a I, great I year. I'm glad to see that at least. I I haven't watched the games, but just knowing that Harper at least for one year is living up to. Uh, you know, close to the contract. I don't think you could ever live up to the contract he got, but. It's but, good to you know, see him have a good year. But you got Zach Riller. You know, he, he's pitching well. Mm-hmm. Nola, he still needs to give me a little more. Zach Eflin. A lot more. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Really? You know, and and I mean, isn't and they don't have out a th- right now? They don't have a three right now. No, well, he's it's supposed t- to be. Yeah. I, You know, this it's just frustrating to me, man, because I see talent there and they just don't use it. Mm-hmm. You know, not a, not enough. So, I mean, I, I'm so out on them, man. I, the last time I watched the game – um. Was it uh two weeks ago? And Real Muto was 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 still, you know, playing real weak, man. As you know, as far mm-hmm. as you know, hitting and everything. You know, he's not playing up to what I thought he was going to be. He, you know, his his batting is went down. Why? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. What is the major reason why? I don't see a reason why they're playing the way they're playing. Now, will you watch the baseball playoffs? Yes. Even if the Phillies are not in it. Yes. Yes. Okay. I, I gotta I gotta watch my old squad, man. I, I'm you know, the Cardinals. Real big, well, they're a wild said, card, know, right? Yeah, they're yeah. Milwaukee won that division. Yeah, yep. so they got they they got the number one wild card. I think they have it locked up already. Yeah, they won. So they too. won like what? Their record is 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 what? Is it um 
for the past two weeks is you know two and a half weeks they're like 12 and two or something like that man. Uh, so they're one of the, they're one, might be the hottest team in baseball oh yeah the, yeah the yeah. cardinals won their 17th straight game that is crazy yeah how about crazy that? they clinched the wild card as a result but they've won yep. 17 straight games so they picked to, the right time to get hot i hate to do it to us man but they're gonna keep winning like that man i mean i keep telling us baseball heaven man yeah yeah baseball <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah baseball heaven the Yankees might actually make the playoffs. They're 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 ahead by two games over over Boston, so they've clinched that wild card almost. I thought they clinched already. Uh, I don't think so. There's, they're only up two games. Seattle's only a half game back in the wild card. Picture that, man. Yeah. Picture that. Yeah. I don't know, man. I don't. I don't. You see anybody beating the Dodgers? San Francisco's got 103 wins, but nobody thinks they can beat the Dodgers in the playoffs. I don't think so either. Yeah, I know. I don't either. Milwaukee's pretty good. Nobody talks about them. I mean, they won. How about, you know, San Francisco and and the Dodgers have each over 100 wins in that division. I mean, they (laughs) left the Padres in the dust. Padres had all that hype, made all those big, you know, deals and signings. Right. Yeah, right. They're They're below 500. I, I just hate the fact that, you know, if you look at San Fran's team, man, you know, and and, and look at their and manager. They look at the manager. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Hey, you know, he's out there, you know, with his, his baby, coconut baby oil and spitting and his ice cream his- out into his cup, <laughs> just puts it in his mouth for the flavor and then spits it out, man. Maybe I could get down to 185 if I did that. You know, just chewed my food for the flavor and then just spit it out. That's the Gabe Kapler diet. <laughs> you know, you go to White Castle, order your your, your sliders, and just I don't know them, if you could do that. Get man. the flavor and then dump it. I doubt you, know? you, can, you can spit that out, man. You, you don't know? think? No, man. Get you a nice little double cheese, man. Double yeah. cheeseburger. You know, double cheese slider, not burger. Double cheese right. slider. Then you know they also got the good the, the good clams, also the fried clams, man. Oh yeah. <laughs> At a burger spot. And yeah. they got some really good uh, chicken sliders at my club. Oh, man, they're amazing. Oh, those also. are so good. Yep. yep, they're amazing. Yeah. My brother, my little brother, man, you know, he's four years younger than I am. He takes the uh, the, the um, chicken slider and he takes the fish slider mm-hmm. and he adds them together. Oh, yeah? Chicken <laughs> fish slider. Wow. That's uh, Baldy would do that, except I don't, I don't even know if Baldy would eat fried fish. You know what? He... he He's one of those guys, man. He just takes the buns off, man. He right. keeps the lettuce and the, the lettuce and the um and the tomato. Right. And he eats it that way. Paulie would probably just fillet the fish right there on the dock and then just eat it raw. That's how, that's how I see him eating fish. Yeah, he'll, he'll go. I mean? He'll go harpoon it. You know. What I'm yeah, saying? and and then do an Instagram video of it. <sighs> this mahi mahi, <laughs> one of the greatest I'll, fish. I'll tell you, saltwater fish. Harris, no, there's, there's, there's nothing like going out there, spearing your own fish, Harris. Spearing you know, your own fish. Out exactly. there in the wild, right. spirit. Out there in the wild, Harris. He'd be you know, one of those guys noodling or whatever in Oklahoma right. in, the, in those in those creeks where they, they just go down and, and just pull the fish out and they go inside their mouth. Do you ever see that? They stick their hands inside. They're like the catfish, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They stick their hands in a hole and wait for the catfish because the catfish eats anything that falls into that hole. Yeah. Oh, that's why out. I would never eat catfish. Bro, because all they catfish. do is eat garbage. They eat everything. Bro, yeah, but I'll eat them too. <laughs> you you do? Oh yeah. Some oh man. Nuggets. I might make me some today. 
All right. On that note, we're going to take a little time out. We'll be back. We should be joined by Devin Caney, who's part of the uh, Jacob Media YouTube post-game show that can also be seen on 6abc.com with Mark Farzetta, D. Gunn, John McMullen, and Lane Johnson. Devin Caney joins us next. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the memories. Go to get your spin on. Go to get your spa on. Go for the bubbles in your bathtub. And in your drink. Go for the steaks. And the steak. Go for him. Go for her. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. Ah, the savoring taste of a good bag of beef jerky is so enjoyable at any time of the day, as long as you can find it. Here's what we suggest. Pure Bull Beef Jerky is our answer, and soon it will be yours. Locally produced in the Philadelphia region, this high-quality, healthy protein snack is easy to secure. Go to Steersnacks.com, and you'll see hot garlic, tropical heat, Pure Bull Dry Rub, and our favorite, Huck and Fod. What's that? Huck and Fod. Go now to Steersnacks.com. As a hardworking American, you've never experienced how tough life can be until now. A catastrophic injury while working on the job. A personal injury from someone else's negligence. Turned away by other law firms in the region who didn't bother to learn your story. It's time to meet the Fritz and Beyond Cooley Law Firm and managing partner Brian Fritz. Badly injured? Call the Fritz and Beyond Cooley Law Firm. Find out why they say, we got this. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Final half hour of the middle today on a Wednesday on the Jacob Media YouTube channel. Harry Mays and Barrett Brooks and Aton should be back tomorrow. But we thought we'd finish up this show today. Uh, and if you're not watching the uh, postgame show on Jacob Media YouTube's channel or 6abc.com, then you're missing something because it's great analysis and, uh, and a whole lot of fun, too. We bring in a key component to that post-game show, one Devin Caney. Follow her on Twitter, at Devin underscore Caney, spelled D-E-V-A-N underscore K-A-N-E-Y. Let's get that straight. Devin, welcome to the show with Harry and Barrett. How are you? Hi, guys. Thanks so much for having me on. I'm, What's going you know, on? I'm doing man? well. Uh, I'm recovering still, I think. Like yesterday, I had to take almost a mental health day after uh, – not only a terrible game, but uh, having to talk about it for two hours on the post game show. But otherwise, right. I'm good. <laughs> See, I used to do post games on on the old radio station that I worked for, and I used to love doing post game because it's all right there in front of you. 
you know, to sort of set up the show with, you know, your take on this play, that play. And, you know, then you just opened it up to the fans and they went crazy. But with you guys, there is no phone calls or anything. So explain, tell everybody who hasn't seen this show yet, you know, exactly how this goes down. Yeah, I mean, there are no phone calls, but there right. are comments, which we have <laughs> here as well. Um, so, yeah, it's it's myself, it's D-Gun, uh, Derek Gunn, and Mark Barzetta. And you're right. I mean, when it comes to post-game, this is the first uh, live post-game show that I've ever hosted. And it is really fun because you can only prep so much. You know, when you're doing pre-game stuff, you can make your predictions, you can guess what's going to happen. But at the end of the day, no one knows what's going to happen until it happens. So, right. and then when you're doing a post-game show, we go live two, three minutes after the game ends. There's really not a lot of time to prep. So uh, it, you're really getting some fresh perspectives. So if you guys aren't watching, you definitely should tune in. Um, even when we talk about losses, because everyone, it felt like, you know, almost like a therapy session. We're all just right. kind of working through it on yeah. Monday night. Well, that's the great thing about YouTube, though. They can go back to the Jacob Media YouTube channel and look it up today if you didn't get, you know, because a lot of people might have yes, just been yes. so pissed off with that game. They might have just shut it off in the middle of the third, the fourth quarter and just gone to bed. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. And I don't blame you guys if, no. if, if you did do that. That's that's yeah. the other thing about talking about it. The hosting a right. game show is I wanted to turn that game off so bad. And I was like, I can't. <laughs> I, have, I literally have to like peel my eyes open and watch this monstrosity of a game. That's the that's the worst thing, you know. But I'm I'm, I'm surprised, you know, you don't have to take Ritalin working with those two, man. You know, I, <laughs> I work with I work with Gunner and, and I work with Mark. I, I tell you what, man, you. You should need therapy, man, for working with those two, especially those two for two hours. Oh, my goodness. I feel for you, man. I feel for you. Don't tell them I said that, though. Yeah. I, feel for you. I won't. I won't. Uh, but They're I, well I noticed... aware, though. They're well aware. Sorry, go for it. I know you had a, uh, a comparison uh, to Nick Sirianni that I found very interesting. And I, I heard this. It's, it has to do with a, a television show character, Barrett. I'm not sure if you're aware of this. There's a, there's a show on Apple TV, I think, is where you get it. And it's a soccer coach. And I want Devin to explain this, who this guy is and why he reminds her of Nick Sirianni. All right. So Ted Lasso. Barrett, do you know who Ted Lasso is? Yes, I do. Okay, you've heard the okay. show. All right. Okay. At this point, because truly, it is an amazing show. I love that show. Um, Jason Sudeikis, it was based off this, you know, format that was created for NBC Sports when the Premier League Soccer was on it a few years ago, turned it into a show. Uh, but the overall premise is Jason Sudeikis is like middle America college football, I believe college, high school football coach. And is hired by a Premier League soccer team, AFC Richmond, to become their head coach. And he's really just a man of people, you know? Like, the show is how he's such a good person. And Nick Sirianni gives me Ted Lasso vibes, you know? And he showed up before the 49ers game in his Iverson shirt. And he's wearing these t-shirts, supporting his players. He's got this dog mentality. And I like that. I do. I think the beat Dallas t-shirt was maybe a little too far, but otherwise I like his t-shirt game. The thing about Ted Lasso though, is he's not actually a good coach. He got his team relegated from right. the, the Premier worst. League in his first season. Right. So my comparison was, you know, yes, Nick Sirianni in my mind is still the Ted Lasso of the NFL, but that's not necessarily a good thing. Right. Uh, and he definitely coached Monday night like he has never coached a football game in his life. 
So well, there lies the problem, you know, because sometimes it's not the antics. It's 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 usually you know the you know it's it's just like you know when you when you're preparing dinner and you're preparing a turkey, if you don't put some good stuffing in there. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? You're doing it in injustice. Yeah. You know, sometimes the stuffing he's putting in there with the t-shirts and stuff, it's not good stuffing, man. You know, so I, I need more from a, you know, I need more from him as far as coaching like he did in the in the preseason. The preseason, he was all on it, you know what I'm saying? Teaching that little X's and O's on what he needs to do and all this stuff. It wasn't all the, you know, parading around with the t-shirts. Give me more solid, you know, I need more solid coaching right now and seeing where you are as far as being an innovator in your coaching style. Yeah, you have to, if you're going to do the t-shirts, you're going to have that. You just have to back it up. And Mm -hmm. he's not backing it up at all. Right. Level knows nothing about coaching soccer. That's that's the main thing, Harry. Nothing about coaching soccer. Okay. Okay. I'll have to to to, uh, take a look at that that show. I've heard a lot of uh, hype about it. But what do you make of the highlighter on the visor, too? I can't get past that. I I just stare at it. So it's it's the highlighter on the visor. And then also, if you notice the the logo on the polo, the Eagles logo is a little bit, it's all like a little bit misplaced, right? Like mm-hmm. the, the <laughs> highlighter is a little intrusive. I feel so mean right now. Mm-hmm. This is you know what happens what? when he loses football games. You know? <laughs> this is what happens when yeah. you cause this much emotional pain. Right. Uh, the, the highlighter is a little awkwardly placed and then even like the logo on his polo or maybe the polo is too small. It's just someone, he needs like a stylist or a game day fitting. I'm so sorry. Yeah. Well, you know, as long as he doesn't like come out and pander to Andy Reid during this week oh, because God. the Chiefs are coming to town. Uh, your mm-hmm. thoughts on this game? Because when this line came out at five and a half, uh, Aton and I were like, you got to jump all over Kansas City. And obviously a lot of people did, including probably a lot of sharps because it's up to seven, seven and a half now, which is a little bit more like it. Mm-hmm. Well, it's funny you mentioned Andy Reid and hopefully he'll he'll be in attendance at this right. game. Um, but if he is, it's it's kind of poetic in a way because Andy Reid is, you know, making his return. And then we've got this fresh, young rookie coaching staff who he's facing uh, with his former team. And I'm terrified for this game. You know, the Chiefs are mad. They're going to yeah. be hungry for Lost a Lost two straight. Yeah, and and we're coming off an embarrassing loss. But I, I think our loss was more just demoralizing. Like, it's not the kind of loss that gets you fired up. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's our second home game back with full capacity. I hope the fans come out uh, and are as loud as they were in, in our first home openers. So... You know, we'll we'll see. I I it's hard to root against the Chiefs sometimes as well. Obviously, it's the Eagles, and you're always going to root for the Eagles. But you know, it's going to be tough for sure. I just hope it's not embarrassing, right? Mm. Like Monday was embarrassing. It was demoralizing. Just put up a fight, guys, and don't get injured. Don't any and no more penalties. No more injuries. Right, right. Yeah, the penalties are unbelievable. <laughs> they lead them. the league in penalties, and now yeah. they're down to two starting offensive linemen that they began the year with. I mean, this thing has gone off the rails a lot, a lot quicker than I thought it would. You know, <laughs> well, is it is it yeah. quicker though? Because I feel like it's pretty typical Eagles. You know, well, I, I thought they'd lose to Dallas. I thought they'd lose to San Francisco, but I didn't think that they would be this undisciplined of a football team right. this early on. And I didn't think that. And I thought for some reason they were going to keep their starting players on the field a little bit longer than this. I mean, right now, I mean, you, you look at this, you're like, man, this is like a team in week 12 or 13 with all these injuries. Yeah. 
Yeah. So, well, you know, looking at um, you, you looking at this coaching staff and 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 trying to you know put things together, and then I go back and I hear what this coaching staff is saying, and then I hear what the players are saying. There's a lot of self evaluation and there's a lot of finger pointing at themselves as opposed to finger pointing at others. You know, I do mm-hmm. like that aspect of it, but I don't want to just keep hearing that. All right, it's my fault. You know what I'm saying? I know you guys talked to Lane and he, you know, he said, Hey, it starts with me. It starts right. with me going out there and, 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 and changing and not causing all these penalties and all this stuff. And he said, it starts with me. Mm-hmm. I'm hoping they change it around. Now, do you get a sense that they are? And it was genuine. You know, I think the word of the week in Philadelphia is accountability um, from Ben Simmons to right. coaching staff to Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts had a terrible game, took responsibility for it, and he is someone that I truly think can and will, you know, leave that game in the past and move forward. Mm-hmm. Um, Nick Sirianni was, and we talked to John McMullen on our post game show as well, and he said Sirianni was so hard on himself after the 49ers loss. So I can't imagine what he's thinking, you know, after this, this Dallas loss. And that concerns me because I think as a good head coach in this league, you have to be able to, to move on and learn from your mistakes and make those adjustments and not just keep beating yourself up over it. Um, but I was concerned, you know, watching and listening to a lot of Nick Sirianni's post-game pressers where he was asked about the lack of run game, and he never really seemed to take full, you know, oh, you're right, I should have done that. It, I I felt like he almost like gaslit some of the reporters who asked him where he was like, no, that I think those numbers are skewed, I think, at one point. Like, mm-hmm. how, how are they skewed? We right. all literally have eyeballs. We all saw that you didn't run the ball. We all saw all. it. Yeah, we, we all saw it. it. Like, yeah. You can't deny that. So <laughs> that concerns me. I think player-wise, hopefully they can make those adjustments. Um, Coaching-wise, I'm I'm, uh, I'm skeptical. <laughs> what sense did you get from from D Gun as far as you know his his you know what his analysis was of of, of Jalen Hurts? D Gun, I I think was more frustrated with uh, Barnett and the penalties. Um, <laughs> he. <laughs> He started off, you know, classic D-Gun rant immediately after the game. And then by the end of the show, was coming at me for being the most negative one on the show. Um, oh, really? Yeah. So I don't know. But he, yeah, D-Gun didn't, didn't touch on Jalen Hurts as much. I will say John McMullen uh, has no faith in, in Jalen Hurts' accuracy. He kind of mm-hmm. was like, this is what I've been saying from the start. You know, we've seen how he can throw and. We saw it tonight. Um, I mean, anyone, again, same with the run game, anyone with eyeballs saw that Jalen Hurts played terribly. So I like Jalen Hurts. I think he can improve from this. I hope he can. So we'll see. Is that typical of D Gun Barrett, to do that during the show where you start out, you know, maybe on the same side and then turn on your co-host by the end of the show? <laughs> it's classic. That's vintage D Gun, isn't right? it? Right? You know, yeah. He, he, he's the master <laughs> Of drawing you in to his viewpoint and then turning around and 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 it's turning his, heel. He turns yeah, heel like a wrestler. And it's his yeah. viewpoint that brought you that way. And then he turns around and just buries you with it and tries <laughs> yes. to just, you know, manipulate with his with his viewpoint. Yes, that's what he yeah. does. Yeah. The start of the show, we're like, all right, we're just gonna let him talk. He's gotta he's gotta get it out. He's doing a few rants. And then by the end, when I give my Ted Lasso take, he's like whoa wow so negative uh, i'm like yeah. what do you want from me did he even know who ted lasso was no 
know. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I at least knew who he was. I know what the yeah. show is. I've just never seen it. Yeah. No, um, no clue wow. who he was. Wow. That's, that's, uh, that is that is vintage. Right. Vintage. And then Farzetta's yeah. just like, what do you mean? What do you mean? <laughs> Well, okay, that was the the worst I've seen Mark post game after that. Mark was like, I just don't think there's any hope. I think Nick Sirianni's in over his head. I think Jalen Hurts is in over his head. So it wasn't great from from Farzi either. Honestly, the most positive person was probably Lane Johnson when he came on. And I do have to shout him out because we honestly Mm. weren't sure after a loss like that. Right. uh, For him to still come on was was incredible so well yeah, yeah that that's good on him I, that's what i was going to ask you like well how has his how has his mood been these past two weeks you know compared to what it was week one he's always very even keel whether they win or lose um he called in pretty early on the show on monday night he hadn't even hit the showers yet and oh wow you, you could definitely tell he was a little bit uh on edge probably more so than usual but it I think it, it would be very easy for any other player to come on or just not come on at all or kind of give pushback or attitude. And he just, it, it was what it was. He said, you know, it was bad and we, we need to look ahead to next week. That's always kind of the messaging. He said, uh, Jalen Hurts didn't seem rattled at all in the locker room after the game. And I think they all just look onward, which, which is a good mindset to have. Now I yeah. see on your Twitter page, you also do the Believe in Eagles podcast. I do. Right. Yes. Now, how long you've been doing that? Tell tell everybody about your background. You did some sideline reporting and how did you yes. how did you get to the Jacob Media YouTube channel? Uh, you, they, I don't know. They they asked me to, to be a part of the show and you I got and recruited. I it. Yeah. Um, so I'm born and raised just outside Philly. I've uh, been a lifelong Philly sports fan, but I also cover lacrosse. I sideline report for. I cover the wings for NBC Sports Philly, um, or at least I did last season. Um, I made a few appearances on other Philly Sports Talk radio. Uh, I was on Mike Fisnelli's show earlier this summer for a little bit. Um, My apologies. So I think with that. <laughs> My apologies. I'm only kidding. Honestly, a lot of people say that when I. Oh, no. I know. I worked um, with him for 10, what it was, 10 years at least. Yeah. Wow. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Cool. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Well, we're ex disciples from that, you know, station. So, yep. just, you know. yeah. I mean, so is Farzi, and I think a lot, so, yep. so am I. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, guess, so. I think everybody is. You know, yeah, we yeah. all have that X. We all right. have that X. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> We all have that X. It's funny. I don't want to get in trouble for saying this, but when we were taping a, a pre a special pregame show before the 49ers game, someone came up to us at the bar and he's like, are you guys going to fan fest? And Farzee and I are both like, no, definitely no. not. Going to <laughs> I don't think so. We, we were and trying. Was like, yeah, I'll be there. Yeah. We were trying to send Aton there last year in a disguise. Like to have him put on a disguise and, you know, a a different, you know, clothing that he wouldn't wear and have him infiltrate with a camera. Uh, but uh, for some reason that that didn't work out. But they were talking. As soon as he talks, as soon as he say anything. Oh yeah, everybody's gonna know it's Shander. You know, he wouldn't be able to hide it at all, you know. But I mean I I I I I don't really have any bad vibes or anything from I mean, I just we just know what it is. That's all. Yeah. You know what it is. Dog yeah. eat dog. That's dog right. Mentality. It's a tough business. <laughs> that, that is the That's dog right. mentality. Yes. Right. All right. Now, how mentality. can people get the uh, the podcast, Devin? Tell everybody how they can access it. 
Yeah, so Believe in Eagles, uh, it's usually weekly, sometimes two times a week, um, and it's on Spotify. Uh, Believe in Eagles, and it's hosted by myself. I have a rotating cast of guests. Um, I've had D-Gun on. I've had Football Kelly on. Um, Mm -hmm. This week, I'm probably going to have a Chiefs insider because, you know, I think we've said all we need to say about the Cowboys game. I think we just need to look ahead and and talk about uh, this game coming up on Sunday. So subscribe, listen. It's a pretty quick a uh, snackable podcast, like 20, 30 minutes. So. Right. That's good. Yeah. Flush it and move on. That's yeah. what Jalen Hurts <laughs> told us to do. So you drop the deuce and you move out. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> I, don't know how I, I, I like the message there, but it was a little bit jarring. Jesus. It was a little bit like, okay. Yeah. That's a lot. Oh man. All right, Devin, we appreciate you jumping on. Great stuff. I appreciate you guys having me. This was so much fun. All right. Follow her on Twitter at Devin underscore Caney. Uh, K-A-N-E-Y. Now, it's, you know, Barrett, getting Lane Johnson on after games, you know, is a pretty, pretty cool thing. No could question, you, Could you have imagined doing that back in your offensive lineman days, you know, coming on after a loss before you even hit the shower and I, talking I to somebody <laughs> on a radio show or a podcast or whatever? You know, it's a, it's a, it's a difference because the relationship that, um, that Lane has with, with D-Gun – you know, yeah. it's the only reason why it's, it's it's doing it. You know, a lot of guys, honestly, um, when they're put this, I can remember Shady, and they were doing a radio show back with the other station, not mm-hmm. uh, 97, but, and it got to a point where, you know, they were like, all right, you know, I, they just lost. I, I don't think he's coming, and mm-hmm. he won't come. You know, they wouldn't come if they lost. And that's, a, right. you know, it's, it's, it's different with different guys, but Lane is one of those stand-up guys that, you know, he he doesn't mind. Um, he, he's not he's not he's not a fair weather type of friend. Right. And that's exactly what he is to D Gun. He is D Gun's friend. So that's why mm-hmm. I wouldn't doubt that he'll be on the show. I wouldn't doubt that at all. Um, So's BG. Know, I mean, I wonder if they can right. ever get Brandon Graham on, especially now that he's not playing. Right. Right. You know? it should. It, it mean it should be easy now. You know, yeah. it should be easy now. So you know, it, it, he would definitely call in. You know, I remember that whole big thing about you know Brandon Graham when you said. You know, he said, oh, wrong again, D-Gun, wrong again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's great. That all, yeah, that all started because he used to be on my show, um, Breakfast on Broad. And, um, you know, he'd had a special segment. So I'd tell him as he came in, say, hey, man, I don't know, between me and you, I thought D-Gun was your guy. That's how it all started. He said, what you mean? Mm-hmm. For some reason, man, he has not went with you guys one time this year. He has betted against you every single time, man. So every time it happened, you know, D-Gun is like, what? why does he keep saying you're wrong again? What? So I finally told D-Gun, hey, man, I told him you bet against him all the time. You always pick the uh, opponent instead of picking the Eagles. Why you tell him that? Why you tell him that? And from that point on, uh-huh. he, he started to say, wrong again, D-Gun. We got you. Wrong again. Right. <laughs> That's how it all started, me telling him right. you bet against him. Said, well, I, I remember – I, you talk about you know our old place. I remember Bron, uh, Brandon Graham calling out ninety seven five because you know somebody or or multiple hosts or whatever a guest or whatever on ninety seven five had doubted the Eagles in some way, shape, or form, and it got back to him. Yep. And and I remember we had the uh, the audio. Thanks ninety seven five. Like he used that yeah. as motivation <laughs> yep, and yep, thanked yep. us for it. <laughs> That's exactly right. Yeah. He was definitely that guy, man. But it's some some athletes, you know, you can't rely on to be on it. But Lane is one of those guys you you can definitely rely on because, I mean, he feels that connection with D Gun. Him or him and D Gun are truly, you know, really friends. So, so I wouldn't doubt that he'd be on there. Um, right. I'm Corey Clement. 
I mean, Corey Clement, he missed a couple of shows because, you know, they lost and, you know, he didn't want to get on the show right. because he lost. Man, you got to step up, man. You got to step to the plate. Know. And, you know, you don't have to worry about that with Jalen. Jalen, you mm-hmm. know, Hurts is going, he's going to step up. Right. He'll be there, you know what I'm saying? He's going, he's going, he's not going to give you the, the company line. His, his, what, what he says is something he truly believes when he's saying it. Right. You know, you're not going to get any of that, you know, sugarcoating, you know, or, or the BSing. That's what he's feeling during that time. He's going to give it to you. It just so happened he's a coach's son. So it always comes out in coaching phrases because he's raised around coaches. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So that's that's just the way he talks. You know, he talks like a coach. Yeah. And, and 91 LSXers points out uh, that blocked by Brandon was a thing right. trending yep. on Twitter that year because he yep. went and blocked everybody <laughs> in the media or even the quasi-media, which is what I consider myself. I don't right. consider myself directly into the media, but yeah, I do remember that. In fact, I should a block check, party. Right, a block party. I should check to see if he's uh, if he still has me blocked. I know Brand. I'm not blocked. Yeah, you're not? No, I'm not blocked. All right, let's see. No, I'm not either. I'm following him. There you and go. So we're all good. There you go. See? All right, now I gotta I gotta I gotta run this past you because I just saw this not too long ago on sportsillustrated.com, si.com. The American Athletic Conference is eyeing up Colorado State and Air Force as possible members for at least football purposes going forward. Now our buddy uh Joey B is a Colorado State guy. That's right up his alley. That's two that's two programs in the state of Colorado though yeah yeah what I do you mean, think of that Brett McMurphy uh, of the Action Network is the first to report this news that's a good look for him you know because you tell say what you want to say about about you know you know the armed forces and their in their teams they're starting to get better and better man yeah you know, Air Force is always competitive always competitive, yeah. man always they have some of the fastest receivers you know that don't catch the ball in the world man right they all run block yep <laughs> that's all they do is run block man yeah you're not you know, kidding running that option the triple option that's where the that's you, you're always gonna get a good option quarterback or option team mm-hmm. when it comes to an air force team man the offensive line are small though because you know they can't be over 265 you know if you're over 265 you can't you can't be in the services is that is that right that's, yeah, so, that's why Brett okay. was so small you know if you like 265 you can't you can't um you can't you can't be on the squad, man. Well, how did that big how did that big dude that was the offensive line was here in Philly for a little and then played with the Steelers for all those years? How did he make that? He was like I six foot nine or something. Yeah, yeah. Vill, Vill, Villain, whatever. Yeah, Villanueva. Villanueva, I think. Yeah. He's with the Ravens now. Right, right. He yeah, he's still in the, the league. Ravens. Yeah. I think he was wow. here during the Chip Kelly, somewhere during the Chip Kelly era. And then all of a sudden he, he's not here. He, he emerges in Pittsburgh and was a starter for a bunch of years. For a bunch of years. You yeah. Know, to a couple of pro bowls, man. Yeah. You know, all right. So. One final question on the stream here. And it's for you. Armored Saint checks in and says, Hey Barrett, uh, were you on a team that looked this lost trying to find an identity on both sides of the ball? It's a good you question. I was, I was playing on a Detroit lion team. And mm-hmm. the coach had just quit. And Bobby coach Ross. Mueller, Bobby Ross quit. Yeah. And coach Mueller became the head coach. And, uh, you know, we didn't know which which way because the defense wasn't as good because they didn't build around the defense. They had just lost Barry the year before. Mm-hmm. And, um, you Barry know, Sanders, yeah. They didn't know whether the offensive side was going to take the lead or the defensive side would take the lead. So it was kind of, you know, everybody was kind of in, you know, 
you know, limbo because, you know, who was going to be the, you know, what side of the ball was going to be, you know, pushing us forward and get us going in the right direction. So it was crazy, man. The whole year, you know, the coach just quit on you. Like, I think it was like week nine or week eight or something like that. I mean, yeah. But, you know, it, you know, just to have a coach quit on you, man, it's crazy, man. Then he you know, went back and started coaching again. What, in college, right? Yep, in college football. I forget yep. where he – where did he end up going after that? It's somewhere east, you know. Because I know he, he was at Maryland for a while in Georgia yep. Tech, right? Wasn't he? Yep, Georgia- yep. Yeah. No, not about Georgia Tech. I don't think Georgia Tech. No? No. Let me see. Bobby see. Ross. Uh, yeah, he was at Maryland, Georgia Tech. Okay. And the oh Army, United Army, States Military yeah. Academy, and the there Citadel. There you go. I remember the Citadel. That? Yep. Yeah. All right. Great stuff today. Uh, hopefully, Aton will be back in the chair tomorrow. We'll be back all as uh, uh, you know, three chairs here on the middle. But we had a lot of fun today. Thanks to our guests, Kevin Kincaid and Devin Caney. And don't forget to smash that like button and spread the word about all the great Eagles content and sports content in general on the Jacob Media YouTube channel. Barrett, we'll see you tomorrow. Thanks for listening. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the memories. Go to get your spin on. Go to get your spa on. Go for the bubbles in your bathtub and in your drink. Go for the steaks and the steak. Go for him. Go for her. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. Ah, the savoring taste of a good bag of beef jerky is so enjoyable at any time of the day, as long as you can find it. Here's what we suggest. Pure Bull Beef Jerky is our answer, and soon it will be yours. Locally produced in the Philadelphia region, this high-quality, healthy protein snack is easy to secure. Go to Steersnacks.com, and you'll see hot garlic, tropical heat, Pure Bull Dry Rub, and our favorite, Huck and Fod. What's that? Huck and Fod. Go now to Steersnacks.com. As a hardworking American, you've never experienced how tough life can be until now. A catastrophic injury while working on the job. A personal injury from someone else's negligence. Turned away by other law firms in the region who didn't bother to learn your story. It's time to meet the Fritz and Beyond Cooley Law Firm and managing partner Brian Fritz. Badly injured? Call the Fritz and Beyond Cooley Law Firm. Find out why they say, we got this. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com.
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.